right. Well, that metal podcast episode one thirty eight. I'm Wolf Van Dave. I'm Eli. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're covering kind of songs that uh, we have some connection to uh, uh, connective connective tissue, let's say. Uh, and there's uh, songs that we kind of wish we had written, um, I guess. Uh, so w- I guess for me, uh, there, some of these songs are definitely, uh, they have that emotional value, you know, there's something to them. Yeah. So Eli um, and I had just done a, a, a live stream. So you want to tell everybody what that was about? Yeah, we just did a, a live stream over on my channel where we uh, ranked the discography of uh, Iron Maiden, complete yeah. seventeen album discography. We ranked <laughs> it from uh, how we like it least to how you know the ones we like the most. Yeah, that was that was fun, especially because yeah. um, you had asked me yesterday. Yeah, and... I didn't give you a lot of time to. <laughs> I just was... I just figured, hey, maybe maybe he'll do it, maybe he won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was enough time, I think, because I had put some thoughts together. Pretty much twenty four hours. I had enough time. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna give my list really quick, and I don't know if you still have yours. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go real quick. We'll just go one all at once. Um. So least favorite to favorite ranking. Yeah. Cool. So at seventeen, no prayer for the dying. Sixteen X Factor. Fifteen virtual nine. 14, Fear of the Dark. 13, Dance of Death. 12, uh, The Final Frontier. 11, Sinjutsu. Chenjutsu. Uh, 10, A Matter of Life and Death. 9, The Book of Souls. 8, Brave New World. 7, Killers. 6, Peace of Mind. And this is where like it starts to get kind of like, you know, everybody's kind of like, What? All right. Yeah. Uh, five, seventh son of a seventh son. Number four, P- uh, number of the beast. Uh, three, somewhere in time. Two, Iron Maiden. And one, Power Slave. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For me, I had uh, 17, Virtual 11. 16, No Prayer for the Dying. 15, Senjutsu. 14, The X Factor. 13, The Final Frontier. Uh, 12, The Book of Souls. 11, Dance of Death. Number 10, Iron Maiden. Number 9, A Matter of Life and Death. Number 8, Brave New World. Number 7, Fear of the Dark. Number 6, Number of the Beast. Number 5, Somewhere in Time. Number 4, Peace of Mind. Number 3, Killers. Number 2, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And number 1, Power Slave. Hell yeah. We both had the same number 1. Yeah, we had <laughs> we had that one. Um... And that was fun, man. That was it was cool interacting with uh, some yeah of your, some of your listeners and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and so hopefully we'll do another ranking or whatever you want, man. Yeah, I like I like doing them. It's something that I've always wanted to do more of. I've just uh, I've I've done them very sparingly so far, but actually I want to I want to redo the ranking of uh, Black Sabbath. That was the first one I ever did. Really? And I didn't do it very. I didn't do it. Didn't turn out as good as I, I wanted it to. So I want to redo yeah. that one. So that would be killer, dude. Black Sabbath is, I know I, earlier I said Rush are my favorite band, but it's actually a tie between Sabbath and Rush. So, and I, I've wanted to do a Rush one, but goddamn, that's hard for me. That's going to be hard. Yeah. They have so many albums that uh, uh, I have so much 
history with, and I've really struggled with that one. But yeah. the Sabbath one, I, I pretty much have pretty much nailed down already. I just want to redo it because I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like the way that it came out the first time I did. So, so with the Black Sabbath one, you did um, like everything, right? Everything I did every, every single album, yeah. Every era, Tony Martin, yep. and yep, all of it. Because <laughs> I, I love. I love all those albums. There's maybe two that I like a lot less, but I re- I do genuinely love all the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And especially there, it was, um, there was a strange time there at the very end. Uh, the, yeah. The eighties where I think it was more like Tony Iommi solo, but they well, there was one album. Yeah. Uh, 1986 seventh star. Yeah. Which is, that is a, that was supposed to be an Iommi solo album. Yeah. Right. But the, the label made it made them made him put the black Sabbath name on it. So maybe, right. I don't know if you've seen the CD or the album. It, it says uh, black, uh, black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi, but it's, <laughs> it's only Tony. There are no other Sabbath members. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that I love, and I love that album. I know people yeah. are on the fence with it. I love it. That's a, uh, that was a good one. Yeah. I know there's one he did with um, the solo one he did with uh, Glenn Hughes. Yeah. Uh, just they make a great team, yeah, those two guys. That was a good, yeah, that was a great. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing it might have been an EP. I don't think it was. They did, um, they did. There's two things that they did. One was called the DEP sessions. Yes. And the other one was called Fused. Um, yes. I think yes. the that's sessions right. one, I think that's the one that leaked. Someone from the studio leaked it uh, without permission. And they, oh, it wasn't ready. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be released. So basically, Tony just kind of uh, touched it up, polished it up, and then. Uh, He's like, if, okay, fine. I might as well make a release out of it. So he owned up to it. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, it wasn't ready, but whatever. It's <laughs> some asshole already leaked it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe bootlegged it or something. So he's like, I might as well. I'm just gonna wrap it up. And so yeah, and those are those are hard to find now too. Those need they need to repress those. Yeah, yeah, those are rare. Those are uh, when I, when they first came out. The fuse one I heard. Um, yeah, it's pretty damn good. It is good. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I really think those guys should get back together. They're great friends, so and they've yeah. they've talked about it, but they're not getting any younger either. So. I exactly, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, they can, right? Yeah, they're either still they're still healthy and able to to record music, and you know they're probably God. Those guys got to be early seventies, I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. So that live stream, um. Uh, where can people find that on uh, your your channel right yeah the channel is called dark hymns from the cold north i know it's kind of long but it just sounds spelled just the way it sounds dark hymns from the cold north on youtube and um and on instagram as well yeah so check that out um you guys will enjoy that his channel is fucking awesome because he covers music movies and and uh uh not toys, but sometimes toys or occasionally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to, and not a lot of people are interested in those, but I, I still like to throw them in there when I'm feeling like it. Yeah, I mean, I see you have like is it is it, is it He Man back there? Yeah, I got a bunch of alien stuff, predator yeah. stuff, He Man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like to incorporate a a little bit of what I like every now and then. I'll do some random comic books, but yeah, not as much. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That's why you mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I mentioned earlier that I was able to snag a, a PS5 finally. In yeah, I'm 
sort of modern because now I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> going to do a PS5 Pro probably next year or so. Yeah. Uh, that kind of sucks. But um, yeah, well, <laughs> you're caught up now for yeah, the time being. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I was like thinking uh, playing Modern Warfare 2 um, on the PS4. Yeah. It was choppy and didn't look so good. Um a little dated. Yeah. It well, I mean, it was the newest one that came out. Oh, that's right. That's the newest. Yeah, yeah the newest, the newest game. one. Yeah. They redid it and uh I forgot well, about that. Yeah. So I was like, this is it looks all right. It looks okay. But yeah, the PS5 version is just but then you saw what it looked like on the other console, and yeah, it's smooth, man. It looks, it plays great too. You're like, oh, I have to have that now. <laughs> yeah. So I was happy, and then I'm, <clears throat> I'm not sure about what I'm gonna do with the PS4. If I'm gonna, you know, jailbreak it. Yeah. Put some uh, retro, uh, you know. That'd be cool. Sega, Super NES, NES, maybe even go as far as like PS1 games. PS. You should. Yeah. So. I don't know. Just, it. It'd, yeah. it'd, be, it'd just be really cool because it'd be such a great uh, emulator for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. You got the hard drive space on there. and The controller, you know, the sticks. It's got everything, so that'd be nice. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's my, um, my old Xbox I have uh, with a bunch of mods on there. Emulator, yeah. Like NES, SNES, and Genesis, and even some, like, some Neo Geo stuff on there. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's really fun, brothers, yeah. Man. Yeah, I still I still play it to this day on occasional. Yeah, when I'm in the mood for some of those old games. Yeah, I actually awesome. was uh, trying to get into the. It wasn't the Neo Geo. What was the other one? Um, not the Jaguar. Oh God, the Jaguar! Yeah, <laughs> it had nothing but shooters. Really, it was the majority of shooters were on that. Group. Really. Uh, I'm not sure if I know about it. Had, it. Is it from the 90s or early 2000s? Uh, Can't late be the 80s. 90s. Late okay, 80s. and they had cards. Uh, the cards were the actual games themselves. Okay, interesting. I definitely yeah. have never played that. <laughs> yeah, there's two different versions. Once the 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 American and the Japanese ones have different names. Oh, okay. Um, shit, and I and I remember, uh, Life Force that came out on on uh, the Nintendo. For the Japanese version, it was called Salamander. Um. <laughs> uh, and it's a shooter. Let me see if I can find it. Interesting. Which which system was the one that was called Famicom when it first came out? That was like the Nintendo, but it was there. That's what they called the it. Japanese version. Yeah. yeah okay. It. Um. Let me see. Hold on. NES. I I should probably put that. <laughs> so NES version. Turbo Graphics, that's what it was. Turbo oh, Graphics 16. Yeah, that was made by Sega, right? Um, actually, I don't know who Turbo Graphics is. I think they might have been their own. Okay, because I remember that system. For some reason, in my mind, I thought Sega made that, but I don't know. I, I remember a buddy of mine had it. So it was PC Engine outside of North America, and it was Turbo Graphics 16 here. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, the TurboGrafx yeah. sixteen we called it. Yeah, yeah, designed by Hudson Soft. So sounds familiar. Yeah, and so okay, yeah, so... they had a lot of great shooters on that. They had tons of great shooters and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Had... I know my buddy had one of those, and yeah, uh, 
it was, I don't, I, I only remember a little bit of it, but it looked really cool for, I mean, for the time, especially. Yeah. It had like run one, run two, run three. Like it had really weird buttons set up. <laughs> yeah. They had, um, <clears throat> they had a, what was it? They had like a, a Zelda knockoff. <laughs> Let me see. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I think I associated that with Sega because my buddy that had it, he was a big Sega fan, and he had all the Sega stuff, all the yeah. all the weird stuff Sega made back then. Yeah. He had all of it. That's <laughs> the Sega CD and all that, all that stuff. None of oh, it yeah. was very successful, though. But I mean, it, it was cool that he had it. They they really tried. They really they did, yeah. did try. I mean, Nintendo was just such a powerhouse, and they were releasing yeah. so many great games. There yeah. were in that moment i was always a nintendo guy myself yeah same they're they're just in that golden era where they were just releasing yeah one franchise after another yeah uh but yeah the game the game that i was talking about referring to that's like zelda was called newtopia okay so i think i've heard of that actually yeah it's it was actually a lot of fun dude was it okay it's just like the first one it looked just like you know top top down yeah you know it was it was rad (laughs) It's a Zelda ripoff, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, up. Zelda. I loved Zelda back in those days. Yeah. Did you like the second one? For the yeah, game? I liked it, but goddamn, it was hard. <laughs> it was, it was hard, man. It was I liked it strange. at the time. I doubt I'd have the patience for it now. It's a, it had a bit of a grind. You had to grind. Oh the yeah. Time. But oh man, it was, god, it was. It looked. <laughs> it was strange because it it was like you had to go around the map. Yeah. And it was huge kind of like map too. Open world in that regard. Yeah. And then you went into like the city or wherever you had to go. It was yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Excuse me. So as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about this on the on your on your live stream. I just got back from Denver. We uh uh Monica and I we just had to we saw uh, Catatonia. Yeah. It was her first time as my um not sure if it was like the sixth or seventh time I've seen him, but Dang. it was incredible experience. <clears throat> As always, I always say, tell everybody, um, you know, there's some people who who say they're not heavy enough, they're not a good band, or whatever. They're yeah, they're an excellent band. They're fucking heavy as fuck, you know. Yeah, they're still heavy. Oh no, no, absolutely. So maybe not your heavy, you know. Your t- your maybe not everyone's opinion of heavy, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean, that's true, I guess, but I mean, then that's that's kind of a hard. It's still it's still heavy enough to get in to to appreciate, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's not too much of a stretch for me. I I, I don't know. I can I can listen to their mid era and some some later stuff without any trouble. Yeah, I, I feel like there's. Um, I think well for us maybe. I mean, I'm not sure about you, but there's this emotional attachment. Uh, that I have with them and certain albums. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. So I find out, I kind of, um, try to guard that as much as possible. Yeah. And so whenever someone's like, Oh, that sucks. Or they're this and they're that. And it's like, you know, I mean, if they didn't do it for you, they didn't do it for you. Maybe brutal yeah. metal is what helped you out of that funk, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Just because just because you don't get something doesn't mean you get to say that it's bad, you know? Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, but man, 
so this is an interesting part that I was that I was trying to I was telling you earlier. So the the first band, Seller Darling, were awesome. They're the ones that I told you. The girl sounds like a a young Annika van Giersbergen from Yeah, that sounds really cool. The Gathering. Yeah. Um with a the hurdy gurdy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it that was fun. But once the the Ocean Collective played, I mean that was great. That was such a fun experience to be able to see them and experience them. Yeah, I haven't heard them. Super progressive. Um, kind of like this. Um what would what would you want to say? It's like a those bands that are like Russian circles and stuff like that, where they they oh I have heard that band. Didn't they they used to just be called the ocean, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah they are they were always lumped in, at least in the early days, yeah. they were lumped into like uh Isis, Neurosis, um sure. Cult of Luna and stuff like that. Yeah, and so they have that vibe. Okay. Yeah. Especially when the singer has that he has it looks like he has such a catharsis on stage where he's just releasing all this emotion. Oh yeah, I could and, see that. And I and it's funny because like you hear it, dude. Like you really yeah. hear it. And so oh, they're great, man. Very deep um, music, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and I can't imagine seeing that live. That would be intense. Dude, it was intense. It was intense. I actually yeah. to, we actually got to meet him by accident. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> on a fucking completely weird wavelength how this whole thing happened. So we were They're from Germany, right? Is that that yeah, that's right. Yeah, and okay. We were in um uh this little small Mexican restaurant that's that was close to the Airbnb. And it was about a block down the street, like four minutes, dude. So we we were there. We we're like, let's gonna order, let's order some burritos before the show tonight. And I see this guy walk in. This small dude, you know, comes in with a beanie, and he's trying to order. He's kind of having a hard time. And um, I saw that he has a little badge, yeah, in his back pocket, and that badge was um. And his accent probably is pretty strong. Sure. I oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it the, back, <laughs> the it was the picture of the uh, the poster of the tour. So I asked him, "Hey, are you with Catatonia?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I'm over here thinking, and I was like, "I don't recognize him." So I wonder if he's like a guitar tech, yeah, drum tech, something. tour tour crew or whatever, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have thought too. Yeah. So I asked them like, Hey, you know, do you need help? So I helped him order, you know? Uh, and then we just started talking music. And when he sat down, he was all like, yeah, I'm the singer from the ocean, uh, the ocean collective. And I was like, yeah. Oh shit. So we were That's just cool. talking more. Yeah. It was so cool. He was just, I had one of their earlier albums actually, uh, back in like the earlier mid or mid two thousands or so. Okay. So it's um, before he came aboard, I think. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard them in a long time. I, yeah. Yeah. I need to get back into it yeah dude i mean it's super interesting the i mean he's talking about this different life cycles from the world and um i think geology there's a lot of geology involved and it's a lot of science and yeah and kind of like oh, uh, their lyrics and stuff yeah yeah and it's kind of like a big fuck you to the church and stuff like that to good who, yeah who don't necessarily believe in this in science and just faith and whatever okay um, it's a kind of a big fuck you to them you know? Wow, I like that. <laughs> I'm yeah. all about that actually. So yeah, and so I thought it was just wonderful. Just you know, he's a great dude. Um, um, and yeah, Catatonia played outstanding. It was just such a great show. 
the one thing that I was wondering and just kind of curious as to, I'm wondering if this is going to be a trend or if it's just them, this, this show specifically. So when we're trying to take photos and just try to take pictures of the band, they had um, a lot of fog, but they had a, they had like five or six huge round fucking lights behind the band and that was hitting the crowd so when we're taking you couldn't see anything when you're trying to take pictures oh yeah you know you could just see the silhouettes of everybody oh okay so you couldn't take pictures i'm sure you could take audio but i mean it would look like shit you wouldn't be able to really see yeah true that well so i'm not sure if this is just uh the the venue who did this oh okay or if this is just like the light show that these guys chose to do yeah that's hard and to I'm, say. Uh, could be one or the say, other. Yeah, and it's hard to say whether this is a tactic that's used so that you can just enjoy the music. Um, that's an interesting me, uh, idea. Yeah, because for me, it's just more of like I just want to take pictures because I, I I like to take pictures of bands. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was uh, that was uh, I'm interested to see because if if they're if they're trying to prevent recording and stuff like that, then that is a great tactic. I can tell you that that right away. (laughs) Yeah. But if it's to the point where it annoys people or something, then you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, it was overly smoky, overly foggy, and the lights were fucking bright. I mean, there were all kinds of colors, blue, uh, red, and the standard whites, but they were really bright, man. Um, Yeah, I guess if you looked up maybe current... um looked up on YouTube, maybe the current other people taking picture or taking videos of the current tour and see if maybe they all look consistent. Actually, that's a good idea. I yeah. That'd be a, probably a good way. Cause someone, no matter what is going to try and, and they'll upload it. Even if it doesn't look great, they'll still upload it. Cause they're oh, going to yeah. be like, well, I took it. So I just want to share it with, you know, other yeah, people. sure. So I you could probably that. compare, you could probably compare show to show. There's going to be someone at every show that's, that's doing it. So that's very true. Yeah, see how they look. Uh, you could probably even go day by day, you know, different yeah. city. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will, I'll, I'll look into that. That's just interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, nonetheless, I mean, it was still, it was, it was, it was still great. I had a fucking good time. That yeah. was awesome. We went to this great place, uh, uh, Chain Reaction Records, um, off Colfax. But I gotta tell you, man, once we got there, I was like, fuck, man, we're in the middle of the ghetto. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> But that story. So you had to go through the rough, the rough area, huh? Yeah, we were in the rough area. It was. Oh shit! You could tell. Yeah. And um, which is always a little scary because when it's in a yeah. city that you're not from, you don't know the tricks <laughs> and you don't know the tips on how to avoid trouble. And yeah, because people that live in the city, they all know that shit. Yeah. Oh, we avoid this street or we avoid this neighborhood or you know, <laughs> if we're driving, we go around it or you know, right. people that live in cities, you probably know cities like that in Texas where you know. I don't oh, yeah. even go to this part, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I stay sure. out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because even here, I know, like, shit. I tell people, stay away from this area. Yeah, or like some people ask me, oh, you don't. Unless go you have a damn good reason to go there, don't you? Don't need to go yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were. Once you get inside, though, it's like whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's where I end up buying the Diabolical Masquerade. Uh, the the Death Design album, and then I bought Road Rash. Oh, you bought it at the merch stand? Yeah. Uh, no. At, oh. Uh, at oh, Chain the Re- record store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Chain Reaction Records. Um, 
they had a lot of cool stuff, man. It's a great place. If you ever visit Denver, it's a great place to go visit. And, and cool, man. Yeah, I've only been to the airport. I've never looked around the city. Yeah, yeah. dude, that that fucking airport is huge, man. It's big. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the biggest I think in the, in the entire country. Yeah, yeah, we were overwhelmed. Like, fuck this. Yeah, but it's too big. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's, a, it's like a town inside of a. It's like I its mean, own town almost. <laughs> if you follow though, I mean, if you just follow like the signs yeah you're you'll be fine you know just, yeah yeah but you uh, might be in a rush but <laughs> to get from one end to the other but hey yeah, yeah, you'll make it so so the songs that we wish that we wrote or um I'll, i think a lot of the music that i'm going to be talking about is going to specifically for me at least it's going to be a lot from the 70s and 80s oh cool um I'm going to have a mix of classic and then some actual, actual like pretty good heavy metal, extreme metal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like this is a great opportunity to maybe future episodes. I was saying that I want to preserve. I, I think I feel like this is an era that needs to be preserved. Yeah, because you're starting to see a lot of the the teenagers and, and people who are young getting into '80s music. Let's just say, true. Now, whether it may be maybe through movies or maybe through TV shows. Netflix, yeah, pop culture. Pop culture, definitely. That's that's giving them like, oh yeah, fucking Toto Africa, and like they're just like really, you know. I feel like there's. <laughs> I actually have a Toto song on my list. That's cool. <laughs> I'm a big fan, actually. I'm I, a big I, Toto fan. Yeah, I love all of that stuff from that time, yeah. you know. And it's interesting is like, I don't, I feel like these guys, uh, certain people who, I don't want them to just dismiss it, just to be thinking, right. oh, it's older music, so it sucks. Right. Um, totally. And I feel like also with our, probably with our picks, it's also an insight into, you know, why we should still preserve it and why it's important and why there's, sort of that connective tissue that I was talking about. Yeah. And hopefully they could make that connection too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe in future episodes, I want to explore that whole idea of yeah, talking about, um, excuse me, more bands from that time. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like I've already told you once or twice already, uh, you know, yeah, for my list, I mostly went for uh, songs that I just have a really strong emotional attachment to. Um, so not, not so much. And, and that's why there's only, I only have one song on here that's metal, even though I mostly listen to metal, uh, these songs, I have a different kind of emotional attachment to. Yeah. 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 And, and okay. That's, that's what that's okay. Let me, let me says we better have motorhead on here. <laughs> I right, mean, settle down. Settle down. I could, <laughs> I could easily I know, do right? that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I'm like whorehouse blues. That's a great fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good um, song. It is a really good song. Um, all right, you know what? Let's let's uh let's get started with this list then. Yeah. You know, all right. You're the minor guest. minor in no order, so it's not an order of which ones yeah. I like the most. Yeah. <laughs> I like all these. <laughs> yeah. So go for it, man. Uh, you go first. And all right. So cards. I guess at the bottom. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll start with um. A band called Solstifer from oh, uh, they're yeah. from Iceland. Yeah. You like them? Yes. 
Yeah. So my favorite album of theirs is, is the cold album. So it came out in, uh, actually I didn't, I didn't write down what year it came out. Eh, Mid two thousands. It's been a while at this point, over 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, and I chose, it's uh, one of the later songs on the album called world void of souls. Okay. It's, it's a really long song. It's uh it's mostly without uh, vocals, but in place of vocals, it actually starts off for the first couple of minutes and I don't know anything about this song, but it's, it's some Icelandic guy, and he's speaking in English, but he's, he's just, he's talking about um, just some uh, depressive cycle that he was going through. So it's just, it's him talking for a couple of minutes, and then it gets into like this crazy epic, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a very depressing song, but uh, just, it, it, I love that an entire album, but for some reason, that song has always stuck out to me as something that's just super deep and emotionally heavy. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I mean, definitely check that song out, but I would say check the whole album out because that whole album is like this crazy emotional cycle. Uh, it's one of the most deep albums I think I've ever heard. And it's, it's really something you need to hear from start to back. But that song in particular is always uh, just always stuck with me. Right on, dude. Actually, you know what? <clears throat> I was, I had a really good, uh, I really enjoyed their, 2017 album um i did too yeah i don't know how to pronounce it but bird birdie mean birdie mean yeah i say i don't know how to pronounce it either but yeah i don't want to i don't want to insult anybody but yeah it's such a fucking great album and yeah i've only really recently started to get into that band on a bigger level but i'm yes. i'm they're becoming one of my favorite bands yeah they have this um I don't know what what would you how would you describe them? I mean, like, uh... well, they started out playing black metal right. um, in their in their <laughs> their demo phase and their EP, their first EP. But they yeah. then they started to change into like uh, I think I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people say like post rock elements. Sure, that's probably fair. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a big post rock. I don't have a lot of knowledge in that in the genre, but I think I see that term used a lot with with them over the last 10 15 years yeah so that's probably good post rock post metal i guess you could start there but they're not going to sound i don't think like probably most bands from those genres they they definitely have their own thing they're closer related to catatonia than post rock yeah honestly that's funny yeah because i put them there are a couple bands that i put in this put together i solstifer catatonia and uh primordial from ireland Oh, all the all three of these bands is. started off as like black black or death yeah. metal yeah. and they're all friends too they're all connected yeah. bands and they all kind of evolved out of black metal um right. but while still staying true to themselves and still making just you know, music that's just as good but yeah a sure. different different sound you know like if that album you're talking about if you played that next to like the early solstice first stuff it doesn't sound like the same band at all <laughs> yeah you know so yeah. but it's still just as good if, if anything they've gotten better yeah that's yeah. i think that's what happens with a lot of those bands you know yeah they evolve in, a, in the right direction and yeah they sound fucking badass um yeah had you heard um i forgot his name but the the main guy the main singer for primordial have you heard his podcast yeah, I listen all the time. I think I've listened to every episode he's done. Yeah. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's Alan. Got of, Alan, his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of great guests on there, man. He's, yeah, because, you know, he's been in that scene for a long oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. He's had yeah. Uh, the singer from Solstafir. He's had uh, the singer from uh, Catatonia recently. 
uh, Swallow the Sun, Moonspell. Yeah. yeah. And he'll have more. He's got more more guests yeah. coming. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Train passing again. <laughs> I used to live by a train, too. Yeah. it's You get used to it. You know, it's like whatever, but. Yours I'm sounds sure, pretty I'm short, sure though. What's that? Yours sounds pretty short, though. It seems like it passes quickly. He's barely <laughs> passing by. Yeah. This one's a. I think this is a big train because it's chugging along slow. I can't hear it too much, so I only heard the the yeah, horn the, at the beginning. The and yeah, yeah, I don't really hear it now. All right. Well, uh, let me go with my first pick then. Yeah. Uh, my first pick is Thin Lizzy Wild One. Um, oh, cool. Off the Fighting album from 1975. Cool. This is, a, this is a great kind of very emotional song too. Uh, you could tell that Phil was going through some shit with somebody. Yeah. Um, Phil is really good at writing those kinds of songs oh, too. Yeah, man. He had, you know, he wasn't just a rock guy. He had some depth. And that son of a bitch, no, he knew how to fucking dress. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking like I love this style, you know. I, I know everything about him was cool, you know. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. His hair, <laughs> everything, like, everything about him. Yeah. Yeah. Every his his voice, his yeah, his yeah, his yeah, his look, everything. Yeah. And I heard he was a really good guy too in real yeah, life. Yeah, I heard that as well, you know. And yeah. It's um his his is also a uh you know, this is the way he passed and everything. And I know I know it wasn't a hundred percent and it wasn't um heroin overdose. Okay. I, I didn't know too much about it. I know it was uh pneumonia, I think, or Oh, okay. Pneumonia or or yeah something like that it was a combination of things it could have been a combination of things yeah okay uh but yeah that wild one is definitely talking about a person who's like you know i don't know how how you want to go into it but basically just stopping whatever it is that person is into addicted to or whatever it is yeah just come back and and come back down to all, all down to earth be forgiven you know all will be forgiven yeah and i don't know if it's just more towards a, a woman or if it's himself that he was the wild one you know that's a good point yeah uh that could have been uh that's an that's a, I, yeah i'd be curious to find that out actually yeah so uh, that was a great song and again this uh you, if you dig deep into it there's some that emotional level that it's I'm sure it'll relate to somebody out there where they're like, fuck, you know, I lost somebody. Lots of people. lost somebody or broke up with somebody because they couldn't handle that anymore, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, it's, I'm sure, yeah, many people relate to that. Yeah, okay. So my next one, I went with, um, and this is a band that it's one of my favorite bands and I could have gone with, a, a decent number of songs, so I decided to go. Uh, so I'm talking about Fate's Warning. Oh hell! Um, yeah. From the Parallels album, I went for, and I could almost choose any song off that album. So that entire album is just uh, so I have a, a connection with. Yeah, so I went for. I can't remember. It's the last. No, no, it's not the last song. It's the second. I can't remember. I'm bad with track listings, but anyway, I went with Life in Still Water. Okay. Um, that song. Uh, look, this is another album where I'd recommend people listen listen to it in its entirety. You can check out that one song, and that 
if you dig it, you know, it kind of re represents the album pretty well, but you'd want to hear the whole thing. It's not a super long album. You know, back then their bands were still kind of writing shorter albums. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, this is, um, Ray Alder was their singer. He'd been in the band already for a while at this point. Dude, they uh, just got some vibes, man. Yeah. He's a great singer yeah, uh, to this day. Uh, he very, so this is a very emotional, very deep, you know, album. It's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of themes going on with depression and, uh, uh, you know, relationship type struggles and just, it's right. an album full of struggling, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but in a good way. And, uh, I mean, Ray's voice, he's so expressive. Like yeah. when he, you know, when he sings, you just, you can just feel the things that he's saying. Yeah. Not all singers, I don't think can do that, especially in metal. Right. But they, I mean, he, he was one of those metal singers where he could, he could have done any number of genres. He could have been a pop singer. You know, he's, he has, he has true, he could have been an R and B singer. He's got, you know, a true voice. Yeah. His voice is definitely, um, it's so fun and it's so unique. Um, yeah. So at this point, he had been on with a couple albums, no? I yeah, I think this is honestly he'd been in the band a while at this point. Probably, it, I think he joined in like '89 or something. This album's like '93. So yeah, this is like the fourth album, I think. So, okay, so I'm wondering if Perfect Symmetry was his first album. Um, Perfect Symmetry was '89. No, No Exit was his no first exit. album. No Exit. Okay, '88. Yeah, okay. and he was still still very young at that time. Yes. But, but yeah. I, I yeah. love all those albums. I agree. Actually, I love every Fates Warning album. One one album that kind of took me, uh, and I was just like, I'm still digesting it. By the way, I'm still listening. Uh, Darkness in a different light, 2013. Fucking crazy, man. Oh yeah, um, that album. Honestly, that is out of the what I call like the more recent era of Fates Warning. I think that's the best one. Of like the two thousands and on, that is a really good album. Dude. If you like it now, yeah, keep yeah. listen to it more, and you'll like it more and more. Yeah. It's really deep too. It's like what progressive metal is like. You want, you know, what I mean, it's it's good, man. Actually, I take that back. No, that is a good album. <laughs> the one I was thinking of was the one after that called Theories of Flight. Theories of Flight. That's another good one. <laughs> I yeah, but I like those both. But I think I might like yeah. Theories of Flight. That was actually the one I met. I think that is the best. Uh, post uh 2000 okay. uh, but there you really can't go wrong with any of them they're all good yeah uh, i agree i 100 percent stand behind that um yeah yeah fate's warning were one of those bands where there's kind of like two eras and they're almost two different bands yeah. you know the early stuff which is like straight power metal you yeah know, oh, early yeah. power metal though yeah uh, early u.s power metal and then when ray joins yeah then you get this way more progressive way more introspective emotional you know emotionally charged uh lyrics and uh, amazing you you know i like both sides of the band both eras of the band equally do you know if um what, what band he came from or was he just he um he he didn't come from a band that was super well known so he's from where is he from i think he's from texas actually i'm gonna pull it up real quick i believe he's a texan because the rest of the guys are from connecticut yeah. Um, so he was in a. It's a band that's not super well known and never was. I think like a demo band. But I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I have looked into it just to know a little bit more about his past. Yeah. So he's from Moore, Texas. Does that ring a bell? Uh, no. 
<laughs> Texas is a big state. You can't know yeah. every town. I don't know every town in my state. So he came from a band called uh, uh, Cyrus, S-Y-R-U-S. But like I said, they weren't very well known. They were from San Antonio. Huh. And basically, yeah, he was in that band from about 83 to 87. So he must have auditioned because I, yeah. Fate's Warning didn't know who Cyrus from Texas were. <laughs> you know, I like, doubt it, right? So they, he must have auditioned, uh, is my guess. You know, they probably, you know, sent out the, uh, you know, the, hey, we need a singer. And I'm sure he went their way instead of, you know, they didn't find him. He found, he, he went their way. And I'm sure, uh, you know, after hearing him sing, I don't know, you know, why they wouldn't, why they would have went with anyone yeah, else. that was it. <laughs> but he's done some other stuff since he's been in Fate's Warning. But yeah, before Fate's Warning, he was not, not well known outside of Texas anyways. What I find interesting is he's also... Like me, Mexican American. Yep. Yep. Um, Raymond Valderrama. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. yeah. So Ray Alder. Yeah. Short, short for. Uh, just like Richie Valens. <laughs> he had to change his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. And yeah. It just kind of. Um, actually, we should have. Uh, I had done a Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Episode. Lots of good Hispanic bands, actually, or musicians in general in the metal yeah, scene. Yeah, I should have, I should have gone that way, but we just kind of went broad. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool, man. That's a yeah. that's an excellent pick with what you got there. Yeah, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite albums, one of my favorite singers. Yeah, just everything there is. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was your second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my second is, um, I think, um. From 77. So this is the Scorpions and the Sales of Karen. Um, Ooh, this yeah. is another great song that Uli John Roth uh, still plays to this day on his own. Oh, yeah. That's uh, widely considered their best song by, you know, so many people. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's uh, the drumming in the beginning. It's just a, it's, it's fucking an amazing song. It it's is chunky. It's heavy. Like I tell you. Yeah, um, and this this vocally, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just got everything. Yeah, for me, the main riff is the reason that I love it so much. Yeah, um, that's one of the songs that I did wish I had. Like, fuck, I wish I would have wrote that song. I'm um, sure they wish they would have wrote more songs like that because that's just one of those yeah. songs. Like, maybe yeah. a band, a great band, gets to write one or two songs like that in their lifetime. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and maybe never again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> magic fuck yeah i agree yeah 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 i i'm i'll admit like i'm not the biggest scorpions fan but i do like so that that song comes from uh in trance right uh, or, or is it taken by force taken by force okay well those two albums right there though are the scorpions albums that have grown on me yeah. um so maybe i'll go from there i haven't really delved into I know I don't, you know, they're more 80s rock and stuff. I'm not into as much, but some of those earlier albums are really amazing. Yeah. One of my good friends, Jaime, he he kept saying, check out their older stuff. Check out their older stuff. And I was like, all right. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm actually, <laughs> I was actually altering my list one last time okay no, <laughs> i'm not no gonna do it anymore <laughs> so i had to put this one in there because this is not um 
I guess I do kind of like this band. I don't really love everything that they've done. And this is yeah. kind of related to uh, Fate's Warning, but have you heard OSI? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like I said, I don't love everything OSI has done. I, I do think they're a cool band, but I went, I've always liked the song For Nothing. Um, it's okay. from their album Fire Make Thunder, which was from 2012 i think so i think it was like their second album something like that um so osi was kind of a super group had members from uh, jim Matheos from faith warning right they had kevin moore who used to be in dream theater he was their keyboard player uh it, so you had him on and he's a great songwriter so you had him on uh you know uh right songwriting and, and vocals this time but she didn't sing ever for faith's or for dream theater but uh so he sings for OSI and he's got a really cool voice. He uh, obviously his vocal style wouldn't have fit in, in, you know, a dream theater type band. He is more of like a subdued. I don't even know how you would describe his voice, but it's it's not he's not, not a heavy metal singer. Yeah. yeah, just subdued, mellow type. But he's yeah. really good at what he does. Uh, this song, though, stands out to me from all their other songs. They have some other good songs, too, but this one is super uh i guess i would I, I would call it depressing but it's also like i mean you could take it that way but it's more like um to me i get the vibes of maybe kevin dealing with depression is, okay. is what i take away from this song i i take away not just like you know i had this illness and it's not yeah you know i there's nothing i can do about it but i take away like i have this illness uh but i can still you know do my best to you know be the person that i want to be it is a sad sounding song but it also has kind of an undercurrent of like uh you know positivity and you said it was called for nothing yeah okay, yeah osi so uh, for nothing check this is a uh, song number seven okay yeah i'd recommend uh i'd recommend checking that one out and i, I wouldn't say they have I mean, it kind of stands apart. If you really like that, I can't promise that all their other songs sound like that. But you, you could start there, and you might like some of their other stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool band. It's uh, you know, it's despite the the projects that these guys have been associated with, it's not really like anything like that. This isn't. Some of the songs are kind of heavy and guitar driven, but it's it's very electronic y. Um, but it's I think it's for what it is. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, my my first uh, introduction was their first album, the yeah, the OSI. The it looks like a I don't know like a passport or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think did they just have the two albums? I think they just have the two. I could be wrong though. They have that. They have free, or no? Is that them? They might have had an EP too. There's one. I wish I'd have scooped those up when they came out because I remember seeing them at the record stores, and now I don't see them anywhere. So yeah, I don't hopefully see they're not hard to get. Oh, well, now man. I want the albums. There's a song, there's an album called Blood that came out in 2009 that actually yeah. has Michael Blood. Fulton. Really? Yeah, Stockholm uh, featuring Michael Ackerfeld. Oh, cool. I wonder what he does. Or I, I wonder I if he's on the entire it. album or if he just is guest. I think he's, he might just be a guest, but but still, yeah. Yeah, I think he might be a guest. That's cool. Maybe he plays some guitar. He might do some vocals too. Yeah, that'd be cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah, OSI, not a heavy band. I mean, there are some guitar moments, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think I would even call it metal. Maybe there's some metal riffs here and there, but it's more of a electronic-y type uh, sort of progressive uh, rock. I think if anyone's looking for more 
the heavier side, they can listen to like the liquid tension experiment. Yeah. Uh, that's more of like fucking ultra. Yeah. Very know? progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that would be, <laughs> would be more your thing. If you want the more heavy prog yeah. prog metal. Yeah. This is more, this is more like if you like prog and you want to relax to something, then yeah, <laughs> I think you should yeah check both side out. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So um, that's your third pick, right? Yes. Okay. And again, these are not in any specific order, but yeah, definitely just, not. Just for just for <laughs> songs like these, I do not want to rank against each other because yeah. <laughs> these are just songs that all mean a lot to me, and sometimes yeah. it's equal, you know. Definitely. So this next one for me is a very uh, another sentimental, very from when I was a kid. And uh, I t will always play it, I guess. I will I will always find the time to play it. And it's George Harrison, um, I've Got My Mindset on You. Uh, from the oh, album. yeah. I didn't know that was a George Harrison song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Club Nine. Oh, man. Came out in 1987. 87? Uh, yeah, man. Wow. And you may, some of you may know the video from all the weird animals, the the squirrel playing the sax and like, <laughs> like just all kinds of crazy shit. that is a good song it's yeah. just i'm laughing because i didn't first of all i didn't know it was from 87 and i didn't know it was a george harrison yeah. song <laughs> so he has a lot of songs that like sound apart from each other it seems like because i do that with george harrison all the time i'm like that's a george harrison song yeah dude so okay Man, i might actually have to i'm not a big beatles guy i do respect them but sure i i haven't I, gone down that road i think i go like some of the hits, you know, I don't, I don't deep dive into them. Um, and I, but they're a band. I feel like I should. Yeah. You like know what? I, I should so. be listening to Beatles albums at least one time, you know, that would be a good, uh, exploration. It would be. Yeah. Be a good episode to explore. <laughs> I might, I might do that. I might do yeah. that. Um, I mean, also if you, if, if you all enjoy those, there's also the traveling, traveling Wilburys, I think, uh, okay. who's got a, other other uh musicians is that related to george harrison or yeah it's it's harrison i believe it's um roy orbinson oh shit and uh i forgot who else is in the traveling wilburys let me, let me it's see. so funny how there's like no matter how into music you are that you can still learn stuff that yeah that you didn't that you didn't know and blow your mind you know for sure dude Especially, I mean, I was only a little, both of us were only little kids in the 80s, so it's not oh, like yeah, we're ex yeah, experts sure. on 80s music. <laughs> so the Traveling Wilburys was George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, oh. wow. Tom Petty, and Jeff <laughs> Lynn. Wow, Jeff Lynn from uh, ELO. Yep. Wow, that is a hell of a super group. And I believe Jeff Lynn had uh, put his hand on that album that I was talking about from George Harrison. Wow. I think he might have produced or did something with that album, Cloud Nine. Wow. Either That's that one or the or impressive. Album. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like all that stuff, how uh and and very crazy. It was probably pop at that time too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of those yeah, for the time that was probably considered poppy. That's one of those you could consider it rock, pop, you know, it's kind of straddles the line. Right. As a lot of music. A lot of music, you know, doesn't need to be categorized, you know. Or yeah. put into into a box. Yeah, this one was just fun, and it's always going to be a part of me, you know, no matter. Yeah, what. 
just one of those songs you hear it just makes you happy right away. Oh yeah, for sure, easily. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I love, I, I love nostalgia and you know songs that bring me back to times and stuff yeah. like that. that yeah. And they're timeless, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right, my next pick. Uh, I'm gonna go for one that uh, really I only got into this within the last less than a year, I think. And I've talked to you about it, but uh, so this is a Devin Townsend song uh, from 1997. So tech, it's kind of a tricky one because technically, so if you have the album uh, now, it's considered a record labels have re-released it under Devin Townsend solo, you know, just Devin Townsend. But when it came out, it came out under Ocean Machine. And I'm sure you've heard Ocean Machine. Yes, of course. The, uh, the one Ocean Machine album. But at the time, that was supposed to be a band called Ocean Machine. It's, but you know, it didn't last very long. It turned, yeah. So, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the song yes. that I'm going for is uh, second, second or third to last on the album. One of the something like that, and it's called "The Death of Music." Yes. Um, it's like a 13 minute song, I think. And from the start, the first time I heard this song, like I said, not even a year ago, my mind was just completely blown. Um, I was new to Devin Townsend, more or less. I did not see this coming. <laughs> um, it's a great album, first of all, but this song is just, it's blown my mind in so many ways, the way that most music can even do. Right. Um, I believe the song is about losing people. It's, yeah. it's uh, the death of music, I think is more of a, uh, what do you, what would you call it? A, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not, yeah, it's not about, music it's about yeah losing you know people in his life and not even just to death but losing people just like people abandoning him and right. um, a lot of it uh if i remember correctly a lot of it also was about him leaving strapping young lap and feeling that like you know these some of these guys are they don't have my back anymore you know yeah. so maybe maybe i've lost them as people in my life right. um, but it's it's a song it's a long song it's sh but it really shows it really showcases his vocal abilities which if you know, people by now don't know <laughs> about Devin Townsend's vocal abilities yeah. you could start here um and he was a young guy i think he was like 25 when he wrote this yeah maybe even a little younger and i mean he's already yeah there's some of my to showcase Devin's vocals this is one of my favorite songs cuz i mean the song isn't about that but some of the the notes he hits and stuff are pretty incredible yeah. Um, and the song is very it's very it's very trippy sounding uh, yeah. kind of psychedelic sounding kind of very prog i would say too yeah. yeah and just a masterpiece of a song to say the least i think with um with devin has so many personalities yes uh so many sides and yes he sure does you, you like how you mentioned you're always surprised sometimes um, yeah and I think, for example, I mean, if you didn't know that his vocal vocal ability was that good, I mean, you could even check that shit out in Steve Vai. Yeah, um, <laughs> when he was 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, Sex and Religion, that song, In My Dreams With You. I mean, that shit was radio. Yeah. That was in the yeah. radio forever. Still in the radio. Yeah. yeah. And that shows his voice when he was so yeah. young. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I think... Uh, as he just got older, he started becoming more refined with everything what he was doing musically. Yeah, uh, you know, not counting some of the, 
or experimental things. Yeah, electronics, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I do recommend, I'm not sure if you ended up going, checking it out, but uh, uh, Accelerated Evolution is, is such a... I haven't got there yet, but I am working my way towards it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go through his entire catalog. And yeah. I've been making videos about it on my channel. But what I'm doing right. is I'm not making the videos as I listen to the albums. I'm making them as I, when the albums finally click with me. Yes. So like some of them I've listened to already, but they haven't clicked with me yet. So I'm not going to do that because then it would just be like a bad review. You know, I'd, oh, I don't really understand this. I don't want to, no yeah. one wants to hear a video about me not getting something, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Making, making them as, because I mean, his music is, there's, it's pretty fucking deep and there's a lot okay. of it and I'm not rushing. Cause I know it's, it's, it already means so much to me um, that I'm not going to rush into this one. You know, He's, I'm going to let it yeah. have the time that it needs. I agree. That's yeah. Good. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So I'm, ha I'm having a blast because as I do get into these albums, sometimes it takes months, but when they finally click, it's like, man, I got a new favorite now, you know, yeah, yeah. I recently, the one that recently clicked besides the new album, which is amazing. Sure. Um, I finally, and a lot of people from what I understand, uh, this album just does not click with them, but empath from, uh, 2018. Oh, empath was, was, was damn, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's clicked with me and I love it now, but I'll admit it took, it took numerous lessons. Yeah. It's a, it's a vast, huge album with so many different sounds, but once it yeah. clicks, it's, it clicks. It, there is a lot going on on that mm -hmm. one. For sure. Got to give it time. It's not the kind of music you can just listen to one time and say, oh, I get this. Yeah. Like, got to spend time with it. That's yeah. that, that's specifically, uh, you're right, that one you do. Yeah. 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 Excellent choice. Yeah. <clears throat> so my, I guess my fourth pick, I guess, um, is kind of a two-in-one and for one specific reason. Uh, it's the same composer. Cool. Um, so we're looking at Conan the Barbarian slash Conan the Destroyer, uh, the main theme. From oh, man. I, I love that soundtrack. The yeah, Conan so, the Barbarian soundtrack. Yeah, I haven't dude. heard the Destroyer soundtrack. I didn't know it was the same composer. Yeah, Basil Poldoris. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to get that now. Mm -hmm. Oh, and man. It's just something that as a kid, when I would watch the Conan movies, and really fucking pumped me up. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is so fucking epic, dude. Like one of the best soundtracks of all time. Oh, absolutely. I and, mean, and, and and it's just incredible in terms of like how it it's it's I mean it's an orchestra, it's all it's it is. All, it's all it's kind so of, epic. It's like yeah, the, it's, the true definition you know, of epic. <laughs> yeah, it's it is, right? And it, when it pumps you up, and it's just one of those things where I listen to it and I'm like, it's just so moving. And it's oh, just yeah. so beautiful that I'm like, I wish that I had just created something. Oh, yeah. Even close to that. I always put this Conan soundtrack as like, do you think we'd have bands like Man of War and Iron Maiden if it weren't for that? I mean, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we would. Yeah. I feel like the, that soundtrack was so key to so inspiring for a lot of people. And it opened it up for it to be okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a timeless soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, that's if. I, I yeah, it's like a top three or four for me for soundtracks. For soundtracks, yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. But I haven't heard the Destroyer soundtrack. Now I feel what's wrong with me. Why, why have I not? Heard, <laughs> well, I've heard it in the movie, but I haven't heard it by itself. 
there's um there's a guy um what's his name he's a guitarist and he's a youtuber and he he combined he did a medley oh uh and um it's so fucking epic man interesting um, yeah you'll have to send it to me i'll listen to that yeah yeah actually let me take let's take a quick break i gotta <laughs> go pee real quick and yeah sure i'll be right back i do too i just drink so much coffee <laughs> <laughs> all right all right perfect timing back in business yeah so um <clears throat> number five yeah so my next pick is uh I kind of threw myself a, a curve for this okay. one because I wanted to. Um, so I'm a big Kansas fan. Um, another band that I've only gotten into over the last like five years. Same. I slept slept on them forever. I had no interest in them at all. Like when I was in a teenager or even in my twenties. Or how funny is that, right? Yeah, I, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I was originally I was going to go with Dust in the Wind because that song is truly amazing. Sure. Um, I like that song more now than I ever have. The more I listen to it, the more I get out of it. But then I was like, you know, everyone's heard it. Um, everyone's heard it. If, if you haven't heard Dust in the Wind, go listen to it. But I'm not huh. sure why you why you haven't heard it. But it's yeah. like one of the biggest songs ever written. Yep. So, but I was going to stay with Kansas. So I went for, this is quite the wild card, but I went for a song from their most recent album called The Absence of Presence. Have you heard it? Is it is it uh, like blue? Really blue? Yeah. It's yes. got the cool, cool bald guy on the cover that looks like the uh, engineers from uh, Prometheus. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> that album is amazing. So, I, but yeah, I went with the, the title track, "The Absence of Presence," like an eight-minute song, eight minutes and some change, I think. Yeah. Um, and I went with that because it's a, it's a song that's resonated with me a lot. Um, it's an it's an amazing album, and I also at the same time I wanted to highlight. I kind of wanted to promote that era of Kansas because they're they're killing it right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a great album. I heard it. Uh, um, for a band this late in their career, I mean, not many bands are this good Only and while only having two original members left. Right. I mean, they, those two guys have taken their job very serious, uh, you know, because they've lost a lot of original members and a lot of primary songwriters. Sure. So that, yeah. what I think is that caused them to like, we have a lot, some big shoes to fill. We need to step our songwriting game up yeah. for our fans or else we're just going to be putting out watered down Kansas. And, and it's not um, these two albums. Uh, so they have a singer named Ronnie Platt now who right. is somewhat unknown and he's amazing. And he's not, they didn't go out and get some 30 or 25 year old guy. He's their age. I think he's a yeah. little younger. I think he's, he's a little like, bit younger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's like in his <laughs> mid fifties or something. Right. They didn't choose the youngest guy, but they chose the best guy. Right. Um, his voice is, and I'm a big fan of Steve Walsh. For me, like, oh lord, <laughs> yes, yes. Filling Steve Walsh's shoes not an easy thing, but I mean, oh. they found a guy that I really, really like Ronnie's voice. Right. And so this song, I mean, is just to me, it's just, it's like. Everything I want to hear from Kansas in, you know, in 2020 or whenever it came out. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, it's super progressive. It's super, the lyrics are very deep and, you know, the core, the vocals are very emotional sounding and it's right. just, uh, it just hit me instantly. And I just, I, I keep returning to that song, you know, all the time. Excellent. So, yeah. yeah. 
That's a really good pick. Yeah, and it's a great it's a great idea too. Like uh I remember listening to the 2016 album. Uh Yeah, that was great too. The Prelude uh, uh, Implicit. Yeah. And knowing I was like they're still fucking writing albums. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking were you expecting much where you're like, ah, this is probably going to be weak. You know, I thought it was going to be weak. And so did I. Yeah. They haven't not, they haven't. Uh, no, they've skipped, they've stepped their game up big time. They're, they're pushing themselves continuously. And yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. I think if anything, for anybody who's interested, um, I mean, go out and just check them out and listen to them. I always, yeah. I always champion Kansas. Me too. Specifically, all the way until probably 1979. Yeah. Um, from the self titled all the way to Monolith album. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the 1986 Power. Power's cool. Yeah. Audio Vision's not bad either. Um, What is that one? Oh, Night 80. Um, yeah. If you liked a lot of AOR stuff for people who were like really into AOR. Yeah. Um, uh steve walsh left uh well i don't know about he left but he did a band called streets yeah uh, i actually i haven't heard streets yet is it pretty good yes yeah, i mean if, if, if steve's singing on it it's gotta yeah. be good but yeah exactly <laughs> they, they, i think they kind of set the uh one of the best singers of, of the 70s yeah. you know he easily set the standard he set yeah. the standard for what aor was i agree like, you know yeah so that's what's cool about uh i mean People are thinking, oh, it's it's fucking all they are is just dust in the wind. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, no, yeah, <laughs> no, they're much more. That band is so deep. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, you know, they what's cool about Kansas is like if you like stuff like Black Oak, Arkansas, you know, uh -huh. you can get yeah. into it because they do have kind of a boogie southern rock thing. Sure. But then if you like shit like King Crimson, <laughs> you it's can like, also get into it. If they if they had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's uh, that was kind of why they started the band. They they wanted there wasn't, you know, in the early seventies there weren't many bands from the U.S. playing like that British style prog, and that's what was influencing them. They wanted to be like King Crimson and Genesis, and and so that's what that's yeah. what they did, and they did it masterfully. Oh yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Um, let me see. There is a song off of Left Overture. Yeah. Oh yeah. That might be my favorite album of theirs. Um, so hard to say, though. Yeah. I think it was the Magnum Opus. Um, oh, yeah. Or the Magnum Opus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. That one is like a, another epic, I would say. Oh, yeah. That's, it is. Uh, eight minutes, eight and a half. Yeah. Um, I love that one. I I'm, Again, I got to see them twice, um, and they played uh, Point of North. Oh, damn. When did you see them? Um, I'm not sure if it was 2018 or oh, okay, 2018, 2019, maybe. I saw them twice. Wow. One here, one here in El Paso, and actually one in Denver. Yeah, I haven't got, I haven't gotten to see them. I, I next chance I get, I really want to though. Yeah, I would recommend it because I think they're still touring off that album too. The they're yeah. they're they're doing the whole entirety of Point of No Return. Oh yeah, they've been doing that lately. Uh -huh. They've been um, and I actually would recommend uh, like I picked up those live albums. They're really good the album from the tour. Oh, okay. Where they're touring point of no return. And they did it with yeah. left overture also too. Oh, are you serious? And, yeah. And those I songs sound really good with, with Ronnie on, on vocals. I got to say as much as I'm a, a, 
Steve Walsh fan. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie <laughs> just brings a lot to the, you know. Yeah. He's he's great. Like you're like, am, should I be listening to this? No, yeah, I have no problem with it at all. Yeah, it's because you know, I yeah, I have I have no issue with it at all. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing. If anyone if anyone is into Kansas and they've avoided those two albums, you're just you're fucking up big time. Because I agree, they're excellent. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um. Fifth. Um, I've done. I've done five, yeah. Okay. So my my fifth pick, Steely Dan. Oh. Uh, really in the years. Dan. Yeah. Can't Buy a Thrill from 1972. Masterful songwriters. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know they fucking hate this song. Oh, do they? They really, they fucking hate it. They wish they knew. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, dude. Okay. They completely hate it. They're like, what the fuck were we doing? Uh, <laughs> Why well, is it too simple, maybe? Or? Too... too popular too, too polished i think too poppy okay yeah and and again they are from my understanding how you're saying ultra musicians but they're perfectionists they are too. yes they so, are so that is interesting and, and i mean to me that's a great fucking song i mean it's like uh it is a good song the i think it, it might be a breakup song uh okay and it's it's to me i just think it's great <laughs> like lyrically lyrically and um um, harmonizing the guitars yeah. and stuff like that, they, they start getting into it later on. Yeah, um, their their compositional skills were yeah, just like masterful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about it, dude. And there was kind of something, and almost like a, I mean, almost like a Warren Zevon kind of uh, like they kind of go in the same room. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, I don't know. Steal it, Dan underrated uh people that, that's another band that i've only gotten into in the recent last couple of years to I be honest. same thing, same thing the, last, <laughs> the last few years yeah. yeah and i'm like just constantly blown away every time i uh every time i listen to them wow <laughs> i guess i guess i had no interest in this before but i'm glad i do now because you know it's just yeah. been bringing me a lot of uh I, my favorite album from then so far is uh asia oh okay yeah, and it's just incredible. That was good, man. That was good. It's just so jazzy and like, yeah. it's yeah. I I love it so much. All right, so my number six looks like I'm going. I mentioned Toto earlier. Uh, yep. Toto are yet another band that I've only gotten into in the last six seven years. I had zero interest in them <laughs> before. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I I don't even know if I ever really cared for Africa, which now a lot of people can say that's an overplayed song, but it's a masterpiece. It is. Um, it is. I will listen to that any time of day or anytime it pops on anything. I'm going to listen to it. But I didn't go with Africa because that would be kind of dumb. Everyone's heard it. And a lot of people would probably say they've heard it too many times. Right. So whatever. <laughs> I <laughs> love their first album the most. They're self-titled from uh, 78, 79, I, 77. I believe so. I think see. it's like 77. Um, so I, I went with the song uh, Girl Goodbye. Um, I'm a big fan of Bobby Kimball, their original singer. Okay. In fact, I, I haven't really loved, I haven't loved any of the other singers they've had. Like, like Bobby, for me, Bobby was the way to go. Um, he's kind of underutilized on their side. They have a weird history, a weird band history. <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's kind of underutilized because like in total, they, they almost all sing 
you know, they're kind of like the Beatles. They'll switch off singers, but Bobby, Bobby was so much better than anyone else. So for me, it's like any song that Bobby wasn't singing on is a waste of his talent. Uh, (laughs) But girl goodbye is an awesome song. It's uh, it's basically a song written like through the eyes of a black man. Um, Obviously they're all white guys, but a song written through the eyes of a black man who's basically uh, done something on accident or something that he didn't plan, but he's in trouble now. And he's kind of running from the law knowing that like, you know, uh, getting away is going to be that much harder, you know, for the fact that he's black. Um, But it's a, it's a really intense song. It's, it's very emotional and it's uh, I I totally recommend watching the live, watching them play it live too. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's one of their more progressive songs. There's, there's a lot more keyboards in there and stuff and some, um, some cool uh, time changes and, and you know stuff like that because they were all really good musicians. Fuck. That's um, cool, but yeah, uh, their musicianship, along with uh, you know Bobby's vocal performance on that song, is just yeah, it's it's so great. One I, of my favorite uh, songs of theirs. I really love <laughs> this that um, they seem to include that sword on yeah. like, every album, pretty much. Yeah, it's awesome. They have some cool album covers too. Yeah, and it's like you when you see when I see stuff like that instantly, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be like in the whole progressive rock scene or uh, yeah, like that that vein. Yeah, uh, and they were kind of they had they definitely had frog moments, right. which is why I I was able to latch on to them easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's bands out there that I feel like people are they make fun of just because of a song or two. Yeah, like totally. Unfair, totally. Yeah. Unfair. One yeah, I don't think Toto's as respected maybe as they should be, but right. you know, that's okay. I agree. Um, my uh, that was your sixth pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next pick. Um, I really wanted to do the full album, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that talented. Uh, so let's see, Fleetwood Mac. Cool. Uh, the chain from uh, the Rumors album, 1976. Oh, <laughs> the famous Rumors album. Yeah. Every single song in there was a hit single, right? Fucking Pretty much. <laughs> outstanding. Yeah, dude. It was so fucking good, man. Yeah. Uh, the their, their self-titled from 75, 74, something like that. And Rumors yeah. are just so fucking great. Because you had, I think you might have had Gold Dust Woman on there. I think those are the only two albums I've heard of theirs, to be honest. Yeah, I actually started listening to further, like even their 90s stuff. Um, early 90s. Still good. Yeah, it's not bad, man. I mean, it's cool. it's uh, it brings a different, you, you get to hear something different. But honestly, for yeah. me, what really did, what did it for me? Yeah, 75 Fleetwood Mac and then 77 Rumors. Uh, Tusk cool. is another great album. But what did it for me was just the idea of, of um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Green or uh, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, Lindsey. Okay, yeah. He brought this fucking flair, this amazing way of playing guitar, uh, almost like without any pick. Wow, and just the way he he played. Just a very unique playing style, or he, he brings a huge, uh, completely different way of playing. Yeah, but it's just it was. I mean, the whole band is just weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're all very unique in their own right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. None of them, no, not one of them. You could pick out and be like, yeah, this is a typical 
player for the time. Right. And this this guy could have played in any band, any AOR band or whatever. Yeah. 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 And just yeah. blended in, you know? Yeah, no. I see. I, I would agree. Super interesting. And then you have another song that, again, I wish I could have done too. You know, Go Your Own Way. Um, oh, yeah. You Make Loving Fun. Um, again, Gold Dust Woman. Dreams. Fuck, Don't Stop. That's another. I do song. love Stevie's voice too. She is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, she's got that witchy, yeah, very uh, sultry, sexy, you know. Yeah, uh, she the, then, she was the whole package, you know, the yeah. talent, the looks, yeah. cool, not only you know super hot but cool looking, yeah. and it looked she looked great on album the, covers uh, and the, uh, live. Her style, right? Yeah, yeah, those dresses and stuff that she wore. I think yeah. what's was cool is um my introduction was when they did um the dance. I don't know if you remember that live performance. I haven't uh, seen the live performance. No, it was 1997. They did it. Uh, it was, I think, exclusively on VH1. Okay. And they played this fucking thing every night, every single day. <laughs> and so I was just watching it every yeah. single time. And just mesmerized by it, or <laughs> I was everything. Yeah. And I just, I mean, it took me forever before I could find a live copy of it. Now I do, and I just enjoy it every once in a while. Put it on. Yeah. And to me, that's the best of when they were together. Wow. The uh, the the best sound. I mean, they have that song, I'm So Afraid. Live, it sounds like a fucking doom fucking song with the fucking organ in the back. And it's just so fucking great, dude. Cool. Um, now I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, completely different. But yeah, sounds amazing. So they, you're, so you're saying the live version was way different than the studio. For I'm so afraid, yeah. Or just a different atmosphere, but or they played it differently, or they played it like heavy. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> but if you listen to that song, I'm so afraid. I think that is on Tusk. But if you listen to it, uh, the the dance that live album, yeah, it's got this because of the way they were playing, I guess, the keyboards and they used the like an organ effect. Oh, okay. It gives I like a, when bands do that when yeah. they play something slightly different yeah. live. And it sounded a little heavier in the guitar solo. And it's just when you hear it, you're just like, fuck, man, this isn't just like you could tell that there's something coming out of them. This emotion is is pouring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really yeah, good. that's a that's a rare, that's a hard thing to do. Not every band can pull that stuff off, you yes, know. Yeah, it was live especially. Yeah, sometimes and and every now and then a live performance will be even better. Yeah, mm -hmm. even better. Uh, it's kind of what I like. I was saying with the girl goodbye with Toto. I almost every time I want to hear that song now, I, I pull up the live video because it's it's amazing. Like their performance that, and everything is so cool. Yeah. I'll have to you have to show me which one specifically because I will because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I'll sh yeah. I'll, I'll send you the uh, the Fleetwood Mac one that I like. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I'll send you the the specific one. It's it's because uh, they're playing in Cleveland, so it's okay. it's got to be that specific show. <laughs> and it was early on in their career, so they're all young, super young dudes still. And okay. but uh, yeah, all right. So let's see, one, two, seven. seven, number seven. So I kind of cheated here, but not completely. I told you I only wanted to choose one artist or one song per artist. Well, I went with a Devin Townsend solo song since Ocean Machine was technically <laughs> Ocean Machine. <laughs> supposed to be a band. So 
I went with Devin Townsend and we, we, I mentioned, uh, the 2018, uh, empath album. Mm-hmm. So, uh, although that album did click with me for some reason, this song took a little bit longer to click with me, even beyond the album. And it's, uh, the song is called why, um, and it's like, it's not a super long song. It might be six minutes or so, I can't remember, but anyways, it's basically, it's a mini opera in <laughs> It, and it feels like it's a 30 minute song because it's, <laughs> there's so much going on in it. Yeah. And it, it sounds like a soundtrack to, to a Disney movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, again, this, this, and I recommend it to uh, checking out. I recommend watching the music video they made for it because it's amazing. It's an animated video. The animation oh, yeah. style kind of looks like Futurama. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Uh, I recommend that. And the video goes perfectly with the song and, I think maybe it was after seeing the video, maybe that, um, or maybe I think, I think it's when I saw, uh, I saw him on YouTube playing it live, but then I went to the video and that's now my, my favorite version is the song with the video, but it's, the video, the video. yeah, I see it right here. It's amazing. Um, it, it, it really shows off Devin's, uh, vocal talents. I mean, he's like singing opera style yeah. and it's, and just doing it perfectly and like easily. He's making it sound easy. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not a metal song. There is metal stuff on the album, but this is right. yeah, this is just orchestration. I think there's a little guitar later on. There's even some blast beats like at the end of the song. <laughs> it's so fucking uh, good. Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite songs and that I've heard in recent months or even recent years. I just keep re-listening to this song. It's it's yeah. completely amazing. Yeah, the um, the first time I had heard him sing something like that. Um, or it was like operatic. Yeah. Was when he did um Far Beyond Metal on uh um Strappy Young Lad. Yeah, okay. The, the, yeah. the chorus the chorus line where I was kind of Yeah, like, he was even doing a little bit of it back then too. Yeah. And you could so, you could see what was to come later on a yeah. little bit. Well this incredible is the idea that he could sing let's say a lyric or a phrase and mm-hmm. be able to change it yeah at the very end where he'll make it into a scream yeah like how you said he makes it operatic you know like he's able to fucking change that I mean, oh yeah the 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 fucking vocal command that he has dude it's that's he, yeah he, he has he's he has a gift oh dude it's um, incredible yeah yeah sure. he has a gift and it's unfortunately 99 percent of humans will not ever be able to reach that point but yeah i'm glad that he is harnessed it and given, you know, a lot to us, you know, in the form of music. And then, <laughs> and, then and again, how can you not appreciate that? It comes from the heart, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's always from him, you know, everything from Devin, whether you like it or not, you're not ever going to get something from him that is fake or something that he didn't stand behind. Right. And there's, he's written stuff where he's like, guys, I don't think, a lot of you will like this. I'm just going to throw that out there. I did this for, for me. And he's even said like certain albums, he's like, I want people to listen to these before they buy them because I don't want someone buying something and feeling like they wasted their money. He's like, right. listen to it online first, decide if you want to buy it, then buy it. You know, cause I know this is weird and I know this is not going to be for, for everybody. Right. But yeah, man. Yeah. Watch that video for why later on. Yeah. You know, you might dig it. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, I was looking at it right now, so for sure. And the and like I said, the and the video is awesome. It's 
everything about it is cool. It's it's yeah. after hearing that song, I I honestly told myself like I would listen to Devin Towns and just do an opera. If he wrote like a <laughs> mini opera or something, it, yeah. I'd listen to it. You know. Well, don't forget that he did a uh, Kickstarter to to do a Broadway show about penises and vaginas. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. You, we could very well get her. Your chance right there. <laughs> That's true. I, 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 dude, I would donate to that if it's. I don't know if it's still up. I, oh, he, it, it got, uh, it hit multiple times over. Okay. So he, he he's 100%. got a, he's got a great fan base. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's funny. Um, <laughs> one last thing. One yeah. of the comments I noticed on that video. Every now and then I'll read YouTube comments, and my favorite comment was uh one guy says, uh, Devin Townsend is my favorite Disney princess. <laughs> like, and it goes, I mean, if, if you listen to the song or watch the video, it's, yeah. it totally makes sense. <laughs> it sounds, it's like a song that was written for a Disney, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah, there's, I remember, we're, I don't know if we we're talking about this. Like he has a very, you know, like a Denny Elfman, very-esque yeah. sort yeah. of. Uh, kind of quirkiness. Yeah, quirkiness of, of going about things. So yeah, that's cool. Totally. Totally. Yep. <laughs> so number seven, right? Uh yeah. Uh so mine was um connect to a lot also because I learned how to play it. Uh part of you know the main riff, I would say. Oh, okay. Um uh, UFO, <laughs> uh Doctor Doctor from the Phenomenon album, nineteen seventy four. That's a really cool song. <laughs> That's a great song, great song live. Um, but I mean, just this idea. I mean, this dude, from my understanding, is like heartbroken, asking for the doctor to help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how cool is that? Like, I just, it is. It's just well. I mean, that must suck for him. But I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a that's a band that I'm still working on delving into. Yeah. Actually, it's another another band that I just had no interest in before, and especially you know after hearing like the Ma- Iron Maiden guys, you know, champion them so much. I'm sure. like, okay, I'm yeah. missing out. I need to get albums from ufo yeah they have i mean the you know the hits you know uh, lights out and um lights out's a cool rock, song uh rock bottom i think um but yeah they have a lot of cool songs um i think the one band i think that i would further want to explore is uh uriah heap They're, yeah i i have kind of been doing that myself i'd recommend yeah you should have you heard any albums by them or like full albums um there, the there's one with a wizard on it, isn't there? Demons and wizards, yeah, yeah, that one. That that's that's one of my favorites. Um, and since I uh I know since you have a soft spot for AOR, like eighties yeah. AOR and stuff, go for uh listen to um um shit. What's it? uh not Gog Magog, but what's the goddamn thing called? Really cool. I have the, the I have it. Let's see. It's the one with the, uh, um, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, it's got the, have you seen the cover? It's got like the crazy monkey demon thing. Uh, From your and it's got the song, uh, too scared to run, which is an amazing song. Just listen to too scared to run. And then you'll probably want to, Oh, Abominog is the, is the name. Um, listen to the song too scared to run and if that doesn't sell you nothing will because that it it, it is a different era you're right he had a lot of different eras and so that was basically that was early 80s 
And so it, it's kind of like a combination of like uh, the new wave of British heavy metal mixed with like uh, like Foreigner. Oh shit! Uh, and it's it's awesome. It's a, it's mostly an AOR album. Uh, you know they've had a couple different singers. The guy they had on this album, he sounds like a mixture of uh, Lou Graham from Foreigner and and really? Dio. Oh, and <laughs> put those oh. two guys together, and that's yeah. It's that song is kick ass. Okay, Abominog. Yes, I've seen this is a, a iconic cover. Okay, I love it. It's it doesn't sound anything like Demons and Wizards. That's more like Deep Purple ish. This oh, is more okay. Foreigner, yeah. heavy Foreigner. I had heard uh, a little it's bit amazing. of. Uh, Look at yourself. I haven't heard that one yet. There's like some heavy stuff in there. I've heard that's yeah, I've heard that's a fan favorite. That's one of their better I've heard. I haven't got there yet. Um yeah. Uh, that, yeah. there's a lot to digest, huh? I could see her. Yeah. There's a yeah. And honestly, I've heard some of their uh recent because they're still making albums. Yeah. Dude, they still kick ass. Their their oh, modern okay. albums are a little heavier, hard rocking, almost like uh, almost heavy metal, but they're really that's good. Cool. Okay. I- yeah good thing i want to explore that then further yeah yeah so keep, don't yeah and once you get to your right heat just keep going okay. <laughs> I, I i haven't heard a, a point yet where it's like okay pump the brakes you know? yeah 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 they're 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 an underrated band oh i agree with that yeah for sure i should already tell you that yeah yeah so let's see where am i at one two three four some bad numbers number eight i think uh number eight so i didn't number these unfortunately but whatever uh wait did i get too many songs (laughs) okay if you did (laughs) oh okay i got 12 songs so is that okay (laughs) well i think you had 15 yeah 15 15. of them so okay so next yeah i'll go for uh uh ulysses by dead can dance i don't know if you've ever listened to dead can dance but they are one of my most favorite bands um they're one of those bands that i got into because i noticed that a lot of metal fans were into them especially guys like i'm not going to say i look up to this guy at all but like varg beakerness from burzum you know i was heavy into black metal in the earlier 2000s and uh you know i would hear these black metal guys name drop i'm like who the hell is this dead can dance and right so you know it's obviously not metal i looked into it and it wasn't my thing right away, but it is some of the mo- some of the deepest music I've ever heard in my life. Um, one of the very few bands that I uh, can't even call it a band, but one of the few artists that I would call that I would describe as just like completely magical. Um, I, I I would agree. I, I feel like just a- like nothing I've ever heard ever. There's um, I think there's also a parallel with um, bands like Dead Can Dance and like. Uh, neo-folk music as well i I would agree with you a lot of those neo-folk bands were very inspired by yeah because dead can dance would their music was like they'd have aspects of like world music which kind of can transfer into folk exactly and then i mean look at the cover art for 84 uh dead can dance yeah Um, that's a cool cover yeah and then look at the the one that's probably my favorite cover actually yeah there's there's uh garden of the arcane delights oh yeah that's one of my other favorites too yeah so I yeah mean, dead just, can dance you had just two people it was just yeah they had session session and live guys and stuff but they were mostly the you know the brainchild of, of uh brendan uh perry and um oh come on you, what's her name lisa gerard lisa lisa i was like don't fail me now <laughs> my my brain 
So yeah, they're from Australia. You know, they just had uh-huh. this weird mixture of like ambient music, world music, you know, folk, um, goth, like uh, 80s, early goth rock. You yeah, put I, all I, that, I, put all that into a blender and, and then you just have this pure magic. Yeah. Um, so most people prefer it, it was kind of like a, I, <laughs> to make a very easy comparison that people could understand. I'm not going to compare them to Kiss, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. As far as the songwriting goes, with Kiss, <laughs> you had you had mostly Gene Simmons songs, and then you had Paul Stanley songs. Yeah, sure. And they both sounded different. They both had their. That's kind of like what Dead Can Dance is, where like they, all right, Brendan will sing on this song, Lisa will sing on this song. Yeah. She has like this one million octave voice where <laughs> she can just sing anything, uh, very operatic, yeah, uh, very cinematic. Right. And I love her, but I actually prefer my favorite songs, t- you know, tend to be the Brendan Perry songs okay. where he's got like this Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, oh, like okay. yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. like 50s yeah. crooner voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't listen to like 50s music, but I mean, he's got that style and it's awesome. And like yeah. his for me, his 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 lyrics and everything and, and his vocal uh, delivery just always hits me. And this is Ulysses is one of my favorite songs. Um, I nope, I wouldn't even dare enough. describe any of their songs because they're so deep. It's off of uh, the Serpent's Egg. Okay, eighty-eight, which is probably my favorite album of theirs. Okay. Oh, it's the last one. Okay. Yeah, and that yeah that song is probably my favorite from the album. But yeah, that out the whole album is awesome. But yeah, that just that's one of the one of the songs that just hits me really deep as far as like his, you know, the emotional vocal delivery and the lyrics and everything. Yeah. And it's not like any song I've ever heard. I mean, any, almost anything they've done is not like anything I've ever heard. It's just uh, unmatched, unparalleled magical, you know, music. I think that's something that um, once you discover a band like that and you start going through the music and it just keeps that uh, they stay magical. Like how you say, yeah, they have that almost like ethereal. You know, yeah. And no two of their albums really sound the same. They all sound apart from each other. Yeah. But, but still with that just mystical, uh, yeah, whatever it is, they have yeah. something that, that almost, I don't think anyone else has to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not like nothing I've ever heard or probably will hear, as far as I'm concerned. I agree with that. Um, eighth pick? Eight, or... yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're on eight. So I'm with uh, Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Astronomy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Astronomy uh, of the Secret Treaties album, 74. That Fucking... is an amazing album and song. <laughs> Fucking epic. Epic, epic, epic. I mean, it's only six and a half minutes, but for that time, it's still... But it's... Yeah, there's a lot packed into that six <laughs> yeah, and a half minutes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, that is probably one of their top ten songs, probably. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking... That'd be and that's... Hard. I ranked their albums, actually, on a, with a buddy of mine on his channel not too long ago. I think that was Secret Treaties. I think I put it my number... I think that was my number two. Number two? What was your number one? Uh, Fire of Unknown Origin. Ah, okay. So, but it was hard putting Secret Treaties at two because it's so damn good. I wanted okay. that. It was almost a tie, to be honest. Dude, fucking veteran of the Psychic Wars, man. Yeah, but... I I have more of a connection to that album. Uh, yeah, 
and that that's my favorite POC song. Better to better to the psychic wars. It's, it's a, another another song like I've never heard anything like. It. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a the way it's played, and it's like almost like chanty. Yeah, like very uh like trance inducing kind yeah, of song. It's, like, it's strange, yeah. but it's a great song. Oh, it's um, amazing. I was saying that mine was the Spectres album, Spectres. Spectres. Oh uh, yeah, that's not um, far behind either. <laughs> yeah. For that me, one, anyway. That one I, I I could play front to back all the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I started listening to their some of their eighties stuff. And dude, remember, Imaginos. Have you heard Imaginos? Yet? Uh yeah. Yeah. That's it's, amazing. It's, that's it's like an eighty eight or something. It's there's so a, good. A re redone uh, astronomy on that one, I think. I yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah. And and this is supposed to be a solo <laughs> album. Um, it was supposed to be, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah one of the kind of like with Tony Iommi, yeah, uh, exactly. seventh star. It was exactly. supposed to be a um uh, Albert Bouchard uh, exactly. solo album. And actually he did, I mean he's older now, they're all older, but he actually he he did uh finally release his version of Imaginos. It's called Reimaginos. Uh it's actually I think it's a sequel. Uh but it was oh, okay. something that he he meant to do back then and he never got the chance. So um I haven't heard uh, it yet, but I figured that'd be pretty cool to look into. That's cool. Yeah, and they have this also this um the same thing, like this sense of magic and this sense of otherworldly type of oh yeah and 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 i I feel like we have to credit that to both the singers oh Um, yeah like the because they have both different vocal yeah i get buck buck dharma and Uh eric bloom yeah Yeah, i feel like there's um they worked well together you know what i mean oh yeah definitely Uh, i don't know if it's kind of like where people talk about allison chains right where you have lanes and and fuck what's his name the guitarist like they have Uh, jerry cantrell yeah there you go like you know how Mm -hmm. they have these vocal harmonies Yes, they work so well together. I think Blue Oyster Cult works so well together as well. Uh, I agree. I yeah. feel like I have so much more to explore with them uh, oh, yeah. because I've gone and listened to the, some of the songs. Yeah, uh, but probably I would say I've gone through like half of the albums where I got through everything. Yeah, and um, I like Blue. The first album, um. It's a cool one. I like the I first was, album. It, it's heavy. It's their heaviest album. I was in love with the uh, well. Is it Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll? Yeah, um, great. Yeah. Um, have you heard their the really heavy album, uh, Double Bass and everything? Uh, Which one is that? It's. Uh, I've heard all their albums, so yeah, I, I guess I have. <laughs> something, uh, is it eighties or do you remember that what era it was? Like eighty. Like or was it uh, ninety nine or two thousand? Uh, heaven forbid, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if it's heaven forbid, is yeah probably my favorite album of the of that era. Yeah. Let um, me see. Hold on. Let me let me double check. Let's see. It's a heavy. It's a heavy. Uh, that's heaven forbid's probably their heaviest album as far as you know modern terms of heaviness goes. Yes, it was heaven forbid exactly. Yeah, that's a really cool album. It there is a song. Was it called Black? I'm bad with most song titles, but see you in black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool song. Ah, dude, that was to me, that was like a whole nother era that I was like, I need to explore that too. You know? Yeah. Actually, I would go as far as to say they don't have any bad albums. Uh, Club Ninja from like, I think 86, yeah. that one's kind of weak, 
but it's it has a couple right. of good songs. Yeah, you're right. It's it's one of the weaker. I love the the name. Yeah, I know <laughs> the name Club Ninja. Fuck, that's so weird. I don't know what it the means. The cover's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the album what, what the title means at all. But it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got a couple cool songs. <laughs> what you got next? All right, number nine. I decided to go with another uh, odd choice, odd, odd for me anyways, because this is a band that uh, I kind of come and go with. And this is from the, the last album that they would do that I would like. I haven't heard anything from them since that I've liked. So I'm talking about uh, the Resistance album by Muse. Okay. Um, yeah. Came out in the uh, mid 2000s. I can't remember exactly when. Yeah, like I said, I haven't liked anything they've done since. So I went with the uh, uh, the song is called Exogenesis, and it's uh, done in it's three parts because Muse were always kind of a proggy band. Um, yeah, it's it's a three part song, and like if you put all the three parts, I think it's probably close. To, might be more than twenty minutes. I can't remember, but uh, damn. So, so for me, that's like the grand epic on this album, and it's it's huge. It's got you know orchestral parts. Yeah. Um, it's got it's it has everything. Um, if it were just those three songs, it could be like a prog EP. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah, it's got the orchestral parts. It's got very, you know, you know, very kind of somber, emotional uh, mm-hmm. vocal lines and lyrics. And it's just really cool. Uh, this I like the first album that they started doing this kind of music like on this album. I think so. I don't I don't think they yeah, I don't think before that they've done. Well, they might have done. They might have dabbled a little bit in it, um, but when this album came out, I was already a fan. But when this album came out, I didn't like it initially. But then after you know a couple listens, I'm like, okay, this album is really good. But yeah, since then, I just cannot get into anything that they do. Yeah. But everything up to this, I actually do love. Like their first, I think five, four or five albums, I think are are really good. Um, uh, you know, I have a question. There's a song. Yeah. Called, uh, is it Knights of Cydonia? That's a cool song, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's from um, Black Holes and Revelations. Okay, yeah, that's probably my favorite album from them, and that's a really fucking cool song too. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's a really good song. <laughs> that's another long epic song. Yeah, that's it is. Yeah, <laughs> eight nine minutes or something, and yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So yeah, Muse. Uh, I always speak. I, 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 I'm not really in this stuff that's they that sounds like that. You know, they get lumped in with like. Uh, Coldplay and Radiohead and stuff. And I yeah. do like some Radiohead, but I'm not a big fan overall. Right. Yeah, they're they're a little more on the heavier side. Yeah, they're a little more rocking and uh yeah, they definitely have you can tell they're they uh they're into like 70s prog and right queen and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. They're a good I think they're a good uh gateway band or bridge band for I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So, um, what was that? Nine or ten? Nine. Nine. So, these guys I just discovered maybe a few years ago, uh, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, it's the Outlaws. Um, okay. Sun, uh, Harry Sundown. Now, this song, they're just the way the vocal melody goes the the guitars um everything is, is is going on i was uh this was i believe 77 when this album came out um 
It was it's called Hurry Sundown as well. So this is the title track. Okay. Um, but this whole idea of this, um, there's a lot. I'm guessing the the market is saturated. I'm guessing in a lot of these sort of uh, southern rock bands, right? And where is this from? Um, where are they from? Or what? Uh, when did the album come out? Seventy-seven. Seventy. Okay, so it was from that era of yeah. southern rock. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of you know the whole southern rock scene. But what yeah. I love about this is just even if you just hear the very first set of the lyrics, I mean, you're sold in in, in terms of like it, there's this some otherworldly, like it's not just southern rock. Yeah, just rock and boogie stuff. And... Yeah, it's not that. It's just it's like okay. that was, it's like maybe a little bit of blue oyster cult thrown in. Interesting. So so you have I might like okay. that. So the lyrics, watch. Gypsies danced around the campfire, shook their tambourines. They were waiting for the ghost of an outlaw. Sundown was his name. As the midnight hour grew closer and the sky began to fall, you can see a shadow in the light of the moon. They had heard the gypsies call. Like it's and of course these things are fucking outstanding. I'm just that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like something I would listen to for sure. Yeah, it's great. And I mean that song itself, um, um, it's just so fucking good, man. I would you say they have other songs in that vein too, or are they more like more rocking stuff? Other than a lot of it's more rocking, more boogie. Yeah, but well, that album, uh, it's off that album. It's it's the same name, Hurry Sundown. Okay. I've heard of it. I've heard the name. I'm gonna look into that though, because that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um that was my eighth, ninth pick. Ninth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, ninth pick. Okay. So I'm so on number ten. We're on your tenth. Go for it. Number ten, I went from the uh the very first the debut uh Phil Collins album, uh Face Value. Uh, I could have easily went for In the Air Tonight because that song is amazing. That's like his Africa, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to go for that because everyone's heard that. I went for yeah my other favorite song in the album that I've never ever heard anyone talk about. It's called "The Roof Is Leaking," okay. um, and I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it stands out from the entire album. And it stands out from everything he's ever done. It's like an Americana. It's like oh, this really? uh, yeah depressing Americana song. It's it's basically like about uh, a family. I would I would say set maybe the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, I would say a family basically going through, you know, hard times. Uh, this is like pre-electricity. So maybe even 1800s. And it's just about a, a family going through hard times. You know, they're living in a house. Uh, well, the roof is leaking. They're, yeah. you know, the, the uh, furnace is broken. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's waiting to hear back from his daughter. She lives somewhere else in the U.S. He's been writing her letters and hasn't been getting anything back. So he's worried about her. He's worried about his wife is also pregnant. He's worried that they might not make it through the winter. Right. And it's, it's a pretty, it's an emotionally heavy song. It's not a Phil Collins pop song. It's like this yeah. dark, dark Americana song. It sounds like <laughs> something maybe Elton John might've wrote or something. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really fucking good. And I've never heard anyone talk about it. So that's awesome. That, yeah, I'm going to check that out for sure, dude. It's great. Yeah. Dude's got some pipes too, man. Yeah, 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 he does everything on the song is is perfect. Uh, my uh, my tenth, uh, pretty. I want to say this one's a very common one, but I think it's just one of those that I just love so much. So this one's Dire Straits, um, Sultans of Swing. 
that is a cool song i, I agree love, with you there yeah i love the idea that he's like um, it's like the musician's side of the st- like he's just telling it from the musician's um point yeah of view. yeah uh all the band members they're talking about yeah. all the all the band members and you know at the end good night you know like yeah he's like yeah. thank you for listening <laughs> yeah and he's like we're the sultans of swing like i just love that and and it's like the the uh i guess it's got such a cool like guitar groove to it and yeah the whole song yeah it's very cool yeah the the guitar um was the harmonizing or like the solo and like just the way they're playing it it just sounds so fucking good man it does Um, it's very unique i've never i mean dire straits are a unique band i i haven't heard by any means all their stuff but i i some of it i really like so far that i've heard i know there's um what is it brothers in arms that's a good one the um, one that i like the most is uh to pull it up it's i like it because it's it's like the closest thing they ever did to a prog album okay which one <laughs> it's uh it's it's basically like if you imagine it's what it sounds like if you imagine dire straits wanting to make a full-on prog album it's <laughs> yeah. called like the songs are longer they're more more tricky uh, uh love over gold is the one i'm talking about okay okay yeah from 1982 which is kind of yeah. cool because by it then prog was not popular <laughs> no <laughs> so it would have made sense it would have been bigger had they put that out in the early 70s but yeah, yeah for 82 i mean look at yeah. uh the the first uh song on the album is 14 minutes long telegraph road yeah and nothing oh, on the album shit. is under under Barely under six minutes. Private investigation. <clears throat> six. Love over gold. Six. God damn, that's pretty cool. So it still sounds like Dire Straits, but it's yeah, but it's much more uh, challenging. And you know them, I, I it had to have been intentional. I think they wanted yeah. to basically make a prog album. Yeah, and I, and I had not heard Mark. Uh, was it Nomflers? Not Nofler. I've not heard his. So- I know he did something solo. No, he. I think he did a lot. Yeah, I haven't heard yeah. that either. Yeah. And I'm wondering because I because I was like, oh, I want to check out uh you know, I want to check out Dire Straits, and it's like, oh yeah, they're touring, but like, I think it's just him. Oh, okay, yeah, he might just be doing solo stuff these yeah. days. Yeah, but I mean, that album, the Dire Straits album from '78, um, it had I had a lot of great songs on it too. I mean, I really like Down the Waterline. Um, Let's see, I don't know if I've heard this one. This is like their self-titled. It looks like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I haven't heard this. On the waterline, except for Sultans of Swing, everyone's heard sure. that. That is yeah. an awesome song. Yeah, <laughs> trying to find yeah. There's another cool song that they had done, like a a single or yeah, Walk of Life. That's another cool song. I'm not the yeah. I'm gonna have to check out the whole album. That's what I usually do. Is I want to hear the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is their their big album. I think was uh, Brothers in Arms. That's the one that like ah yeah, is, everyone knows. The with the the hollow body guitar, uh, yeah, on the cover, yeah, and it's got. I didn't know money for nothing was an eight minute song. They must trim it down for the radio. They, they had to, have, right? I didn't yeah. know that shit either. What the hell? Yeah, they wouldn't play. They didn't play songs that long on the radio uh, or on MTV. Yeah, so they probably there's probably a radio edit in that. It's probably a four or five minute song. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I, that's another band I, I've been wanting to get more into, and I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, same. It's a it's a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, so we're at uh, my number 11. So uh, like I said, I only have 12. Um, so I'm going for, I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan, so this was hard to choose just one song of his uh, since I like every single album he's ever done. I went for, from his third album, I went for the, uh, for track two, it's called San Jacinto, like the, okay. the city in California. Okay. Um, this is just, I, the first time I heard this song, and the whole album really, but the first time I heard the song, it just, I said third album, by the way, I think it's the fourth album. But anyway, okay. this song completely blew my mind. Uh, I have never heard anything like this at all, even from Peter Gabriel. Yeah. It's like this epic song, uh, basically about, um, he wrote it because he, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first time he ever came to the U.S., but it was a time when he was in the U.S. on tour. And he actually, so he kind of had an interest in like Native American culture. It, you know, living in England, he didn't really know too much about it. Yeah. Um, so he was at a hotel and I guess he actually made friends with this, uh, the guy that worked at the front desk, who was a Native American guy. So he, made, he, you know, became friends with that guy and, you know, asked him questions and, you know, wanted to learn about his culture. Okay. And so the song is basically about uh, the difference between like, uh, you know, Native Americans who had been there forever and, yeah. you know, like rich white Americans who had just basically just came there, you know, built all these fancy resorts and stuff, just basically minutes away from, uh, you know, where the natives lived. And right. like, so it's kind of about the dichotomy, like climbing a mountain and looking down on both sides, um, you know, looking at the native side where it was, you know, uh, yes. not people not interested in, in you know money and not interested in you know uh, material things and then looking over at the americans uh you know living in like these super fancy resorts you know driving ferraris and stuff like that and right, just right. the di di dichotomy between the two cultures but it's a it's a fantastic song and it's it like just gives me goosebumps every time i yeah. listen to it it's powerful so this is the one also that has a shock the monkey on there yeah, that, that was like the, the hit from the album. Yeah, and right. I like that song too. I think that song's awesome as well, but it doesn't sound anything like Santa Sinto. So fucking crazy is the cover art that he's done with all of these. He's always been quite um, different, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even yeah, his, he's become one of my favorites. Yeah, even in his Genesis days, he was uh, oh, yeah. always dressed up. He always had costumes and all kinds Very of Very theatrical, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's perfect, yeah. He brought, yeah, he brought us a uh, theatrical side to Genesis, definitely. Yeah. Right on, dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Yes, I agree. Let's see. Where are we at? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm on my metal ones now. Sure. My, my last song is a metal song, so. <laughs> all right. That'll uh, fit. <laughs> Let's roll with the metal then. Sure. Uh, so my first one, uh, I really love this black metal band out from Colorado. I'm not sure where. Uh, Cobalt. And uh, yeah, I did Cobalt. Cobalt, the song Arsonry off the Gin album. Oh, yeah. That's an amazing album. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. It's got, um, what's his name? The writer. Um, oh, uh, Hunter. No, no. Uh... Uh, not Andres Thompson. Um, yeah, yeah. I the bell tolls. 
Uh, yeah, I know the name too, and I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. one of the famous American authors. Uh, yeah, he was when he was in, uh, I guess, World War One. Yeah, when he was in the military. Yeah. Yeah, when he was in the military. Um, yeah, that that was a great album because. Oh yeah, excellent. It, it's just fucking savage, dude. Yeah. The the. It was a grower for me. I didn't like it right away. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked their other stuff, but yeah, that one. At first, I'm like, oh, this just is bo- kind of boring, and it's drawn out, but it's it's very not boring, and it's not drawn out. It's just different <laughs> than it's yeah. a it's a step it's a step beyond what they'd already done. Yeah. And it's I yeah. always say that album to me is it sounds like a, a mixture of like Neurosis and Marvin. I agree with that because there's you put that, them together. <laughs> there's that um, sludgy post metal atmosphere, yeah, atmospheric uh, and yeah, vibe to it. Yep. But then, like Savage Black Metal, that's just pounding and yeah, exactly. Yeah, that album is. Yeah, I think that's their finest hour, easily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. There you go. There you go. Yep. People. People and are fucking yelling. Probably. He looks like Tom Cruise in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. He looked like a young Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that album is just goddamn incredible. Yeah. So that's my first metal pick. Oh yeah, good pick, man. Yeah. Thank um. You. Well, I only have one more song, but that's okay. I'll just <laughs> listen to your others, and okay, they might be songs I like, anyways. So, this is one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, Primordial from Ireland. I kind of brought them up earlier. Yeah. Uh, my favorite album them uh, of theirs. Uh, actually, no, I, I threw a curveball in here. I was gonna go with a song off my favorite album. I went from a song off their probably my second favorite album, uh, the Gathering Wilderness. Okay. And I and this is kind of their most one of their most popular songs. So I could have went with something more obscure, but I went with the Coffin Ships. Um, okay. I don't know if you've heard that album. It's uh, me, it's like it. four albums ago or something. It's okay. uh, it's it's a long. It's like the long epic song for the album. It's so I think it's around eight minutes or so, and it is one of the most like uh, emotional songs for as for metal. I mean, it doesn't really get much more emotional than this, uh, and especially because the song has a lot of meaning to the band. It's about uh, Irish history. Right. It's about when they were having their, uh, you know, they had a really bad famine right. in the uh, I think it was early. I, I don't know. Irish history it might be the early 1900s or it might be before that. It might have been. T- what, what's the name of the album? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Gathering Wilderness. Okay. To the- <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. So it's the, the coffin ships were basically ships that were yeah. uh, coming and collecting all their dead, which was literally by the thousand or even the ten, tens of thousands. They were just dying left and right. Uh, so that's, that's, um, yeah, that's what the song's about. There's, it's such a deep song and it's, it's a fucking amazing song too. It's, uh, I like how Alan, the the singer, he writes all yeah. the lyrics and he even incorporated, there's a line in there that he incorporated that I just always assumed was a lyric to the song, but it's actually from a tombstone that he got from a, a graveyard in Ireland. Holy shit. Yeah. Fucking cool, man. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's where they talk about the whole potato thing. Uh, yeah. Maybe why they... Uh, it was easier for them to grow potatoes maybe during the famine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause they, uh, not all the soil was very good in, in, in the area. So they, yeah, potatoes seem to grow better than, you know, wheat okay. and stuff like that. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah. Where that comes from. Okay. Um, you know what? I got to go pee really quick again. My bad. No, I'm going to, I'll take advantage of it too. Cause okay. 
<laughs> I'm still drinking coffee. <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. So the weird part is that on, on your side, your screen froze. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It did. <laughs> oh, well. So. <laughs> can still hear the, that's can still funny. hear me. I guess that's, I guess you, yeah, it might just stay that way. Yeah. No, that's fine. As long as I can hear you, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So we're back from the pee-pee break. Yeah. Um, I, you had just finished Primordial. Yeah. Uh, and I'm moving on to my second metal pick. My second metal pick would be Agalok. Uh, Dead Winter Days off the page. I almost put some Agalok in there too. Yeah. Which, uh, what were you possibly going to put? No, I was going to go for a weird one because I was going to go for a cover song from one of their earlier EPs. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Under the Cross, I think it's called. Uh-huh. It's a Soul Invictus cover. Right. Um, and I've, I've heard their version, but I actually like the Agalok version better. Yeah. Uh, was it Summer is a Company? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a fucking powerful song too. Fucking out, uh, creepy, dude, and it's yeah, great. it's great though. It's so bleak and so anti-Christian, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> like it's it's awesome. <laughs> the yeah, I think a lot of the stuff that they've that they did, um, you mo- mostly I think like ninety eight percent is just like you can't really fuck with it. It's so good, dude. Oh yeah, I agree. Most, most of the stuff that they had done, um, yeah. I, I'd been listening to a lot of Agalock uh, a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, yeah. yeah the this uh, the Pale Folklore man is one of those albums where it's awesome. Um, it's one of those albums that no, yeah, it's a it's a masterpiece for me, and it feels what's I think what's beautiful about it is that they're all different. So, oh yeah, mental, you know, like they're all different. They all have a different sound to them, but they have this totally. uniqueness, right? Um, yeah, it's like they brought a new element to every album. Like they exactly. kept what they did before as their core sound, but they just kept building upon it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a I, rare, a rare, amazing band. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like Don Anderson has a lot to do with it too. <laughs> I think so and too. Not just John. I think Don Anderson. I mean, have you seen his um, video that he did on YouTube? Uh, it's fucking educational and it's great. Isn't uh, Don, isn't he a teacher? Yeah. I want to say, yeah, I was going to say, I, I think he works, uh, He's a, uh, I don't know if he's a teacher or a professor, which, which, he's but a, I want to say he works as one of them. Yeah, he's a professor. Oh, uh, okay. A college professor. Yeah. So he talked about, he did this seven years ago. It's called <laughs> we- Weaving Influences, a talk by Don Anderson from Agalop. Oh, um, and it's an actual heavy metal course, from my understanding. Wow. So, like, he actually brought this to a university? Correct. Wow, and he and he gave us a, a talk. And I'm glad you told me because I had no idea about this. Yeah, actually, wow. Well, let me share it with you while I can right now. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm I, so interested. I was the. It's so fucking good too. Very wow. interesting. What his, um, the whole idea of him, what he was talking about, super. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd watch that whole thing for sure. Yeah. Um, again, Dead Winter Days. <laughs> Just another classic. I love the lyrics on that one. Um, I've always had a thing for pale folklore. That is, a, yeah. uh, that's from that album, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought. So. And just the acoustic guitars, just the way they sound, just like everything is just perfect on that. They're they're one of the bands where like they can do acoustic folky stuff, and it doesn't bore me. Right. 
And that's a me problem. I'm not saying that the most acoustic folky music is boring. That would be ridiculous. But for me, they just did it the right way that like yeah. that I can get into. Yeah. 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 And I think the idea that still growling, <laughs> not not just having clean vocals over the clean, <laughs> over the clean acoustic, you know. Uh, to me, that yeah, that album sounds like their version of uh, the first uh, Ulver album from Ulver from Norway. Okay, yeah, the, the Bergtot album. I yeah. feel like they drew in, in, inspiration from that, but of course, yeah. put their own their own stamp on it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, my okay, my third pick. Now this one, um, is I think one of the most underrated melodic death metal bands out there uh nagel far yeah uh, i'm a fan yeah brimstone gate um off diabolical cool and i've heard it yeah this song has that fucking badass bass in the riff and the the main guitar riff yeah uh it's just churning and it's just um that band had some amazing riffs the, yeah, that they, swedish style yeah, they, that, they... That vitra man that album fucking hell dude that's a classic dude yeah. underrated and have you heard their most recent album though from uh what two years ago 2020 i think or maybe 2021 one yeah. of the two yeah that really good return to form yeah 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 that's the um because as far they they kind of for me they kind of got boring for a while uh so i felt after, like this new album they were back after shoal or shell or whatever yeah sheol i think sheol is that that means hell no something like that yeah, and uh, uh, it's from like um, Jewish mythology, I think. Okay. Hebrew uh, Hebrew mythology. Yeah, yeah. Seer <laughs> Seer cloth or cure cloth. I don't know how to say. Seer cloth. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either. But <laughs> I bought that album. I for one, I was like, oh no, I bought it because I heard the, the, the there was the single that they that released, and I was like, oh fuck, this is the Naglfar that I had missed. Like that, you know, when they were just playing you know yeah. dissection worship i'm like okay right. they're back to that sound and they are and it's a really it's a really strong uh, album dissection is another fucking outstanding yeah i'm a big fan definitely yeah. um so this next song is that i really do wish this one out of probably as i got older yeah and this is for parents and people who just don't understand mm-hmm. uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Institutionalized. Oh, yeah, it's a cool song. Off the same album, self-titled from 83. It's another another band that I only kind of recently got into. Yeah, same. What's interesting to me is the uh, the kid wants to just work through things on his own way. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole point of the song is like yeah. the disconnect between parents and like their kids and not understanding yeah. them and like, Oh, I guess you just need to, you know, <laughs> you're, you're probably just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... And and especially around that time, right? That was like a big thing for like the 80s and 90s was like, oh, we're just going to give you all these hardcore drugs and that, <laughs> oh, we learned later on we're actually damaging, you know, we're actually bad for the kids. Yeah, the prescriptions and all that crap. Yeah, I mean, we still use them, but we're, we have much more knowledge now on what, what is actually going to work. And yeah. You probably know way more about that than I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to me, it's um, the certain thing. I mean, and it, it, you have to really examine what you want to achieve, what the outcome is, because 
you know, you may have your, you know, you, you may be feeling about behaving better, yeah. but you may be like a fucking zombie. Yeah. You might. Yeah. You, it's just because now you, it, it, you just don't. Yeah. There's, there's just, you know, like, maybe they're not, you know, tipping their desk over during class, right. but they're, but now they have no emotions or they're not exactly. feeling uh happiness or, or yeah. anything, you know? And as, as that kid gets older, they're just going to be fucking miserable. Uh-oh. Um, so uh, let's go back a little bit. So with suicidal tendencies, uh, yeah, institutionalized, uh, basically, um, I I just love this idea that again it was so simple. He just wanted maybe just to have a Pepsi and talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. Just have let's have a little conversation. Yeah. Uh, and and instead of you know, the mom just blaming everything accept themselves yeah exactly yeah not, let's not, not look at it like maybe i've done something wrong right yeah yeah not taking responsibility you know that's a good point i hadn't really thought of it that way yeah and it's fucking crazy and and it's like you're you drove him to madness you know he was like you know um he's like i went to your schools i went to your Dang. church you know like and it's like fuck dude like that's deep too in itself man because when a it kid is. has a uh, a kid is trying to cry and has a, um, you know, try to say something and and, and it's like nobody. Oh, you're just a fucking kid. What do you know? Yeah. And they're and they're, try- and they're asking for help and it's a plea for help. I mean, that's fucking yeah. Sad, dude. It's it's that's sad. true. And that happens every day. All the time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and it's sad. Uh, yeah. And then and in his own little way, he wanted to figure it out. He he didn't want to yeah. be a problem. He didn't want to be a burden. Probably. Yeah. Again, shows how much the parenting is affecting that kid. Yeah. Where it's like, let me not, I don't want to bring this promise to you. Cause I don't know how you're going to react to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why a lot of kids probably don't want to tell their parents what, what's wrong because yeah. they know it's not going to go well, you know? Right. Or they don't trust their parents enough to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't want that ass kicking for. Yeah. Or you're just going to blame, you're just going to blame yeah. me for being a bad kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, which is it's it's almost always deeper than that, you know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> almost every time. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I think this is a great song. And again, you know, parents should hear this. That's a great yeah. song for them for them to listen yeah. to. And it is a kick-ass song. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, my last, my fifth, I guess, or fifteenth, however you want to look at it, um, a uh, song that I wish I had written was it would be for Gates of Ishtar. Um, Trail of yeah, Tears. I'm a fan. Uh, love the Donna Flames album. Probably one of the still to me in my top three albums of all time. Yeah. Um, very underrated too. And absolutely, it's as good as anything In Flames did or Dark Tranquility. Oh, yeah. oh, they're, yeah. they're just as good. Yeah, with these fucking amazing fucking growls and screaming vocals dude, that are on there, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, I think for me, um, Donna Flames. Uh, and then their first album, and then the the third album. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I think they have three. Yeah, and the and that in that order is what I would prefer. Okay. Um, uh, Blood Red Path. So you, yes. you think they just got better with each album? Well, I think Donna Flames was the top. And oh, okay, gotcha. Blood Red Path and their third album. Gotcha. Okay. But either way, I mean, it's not you can't go wrong. You can't. Yeah. But you I, could you could choose any of those three, and you're sure. gonna you, you win. You win. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about the 
the very beginning with the bass part and then yeah. just the the slide and then just the fucking main riff. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, it's just so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Those riffs that for some reason only Swedish people could write. Yeah. <laughs> at the right. time. Now everyone's copied yeah. them now, but at the time it just seemed to be a Sweden thing. Yeah. And 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 going back to full circle to your to your live stream actually, we talked a lot about Dan Swano. Yeah. Well, Dan Swano produced this album as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's that, such an important figure to that whole scene. Uh, no shit, right? And he added some piano. Yeah. Uh to I think the Donna Flames uh song itself. Okay. Um, so another key figure, right? But fuck, dude. Such a great album, too, if you guys haven't heard it. I've been championing it from the beginning, saying, Yeah, listen to it. Yeah. Um, but again, there is a difference between the melodic death metal that I enjoy and a lot of the melodic death metal that a lot of people other like. I prefer the more of the raw. Me too. The more aggressive. Uh, than, yes. Then the yeah. more polished, like Insomnia. Yeah. Uh, which there's Insomnia of the first uh, three albums I like. Sure. But I just yeah. can't get into anything beyond that. Yeah. And it's it sucks because they're still really good. Yeah, they're great. It's just I just don't like the clean vocals and yeah. So there's too much of the, the well, polish for me that I, I don't enjoy. Later, dark tranquility. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. I just can't do it. I I loved up until damage done. Yeah. Um, and damage then, done was good. And then the last two albums they did. Um, okay, I haven't heard those <laughs> because I jumped ship. Fuck. <laughs> incredible dude the last okay two albums fucking awesome. okay okay good i'm glad you told me because i've just been ignoring them yeah they made a comeback they made okay. a comeback and if you're not too sure <clears throat> check out the halo effect i don't know if i told you about them um i don't know i don't think so that's with um uh what's his name michael stan michael stan uh, from dark tranquility Stunning okay from dark tranquility and jesper uh, from in flames from in flames and some of the other dudes from in flames they got together and they made pretty much the same thing oh shit but it sounds like in flames dark tranquility it, it's like <laughs> it but the good like, is it like the good eras of those yeah, bands yeah okay it shit. sounds great it sounds great it's no like, reason why i would not want that yeah it sounds very it, you know it sounds it it just sounds good okay uh and that one is clean but it's in a good way in a okay. Very, in a very, very. Good I, and I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with the clean, polished production if I have to. But as long as the all the elements are there, you know, the riffs and everything, the, the riffs, songwriting, dude, the, the riffs, know. the hooks, the melodies, everything are there. Yeah. yeah, but you start throwing these clean choruses in there, and I just, I just check it out. Right. And with some but, bands, I can tolerate that. Mm -hmm. But with those bands, that's just I don't want to hear that from them. Yeah. Right now, as it stands, it's on my top five for the year. Oh, it's from this year. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that then. Yeah. Um, and I have a bonus song that I mentioned to you before. Okay. So this one is just for shits and giggles. Uh, B52s, Rock Lobster. That's a cool song. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard a B52s album, but I do have a friend that uh, is, who loves B52s. I think I have a few friends actually. Yeah. I I've I've, I've always been kind of, you know thinking about checking them out on a deeper level. Yeah. Like a whole, a whole album. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a strange group and they bring a lot of different, something different to the table. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they're kind of like the alternative scene from like the late seventies and early eighties. Yeah. Uh, 
but a song like Rock Lobster is so fucking weird and bizarre that it is. you can't you can't just help but like this is so fucking weird, but I like it, you know. Quirky. It's really quirky, yeah. <laughs> quirky, but like uh very intelligent. Like you could tell those every every member of that band, you could just they exude like a sense of like uh intellectualism. Yes, you know? Yeah. That's what I yeah. get from that from them. Kind of like talking heads, you know, like yeah, you can tell oh, yeah. all these people are just yeah. very smart people. <laughs> yeah. My understanding is Rock Lobster is like a almost like a pro vegetarian, uh, pro vegan. Oh, is it okay? Cool approach. Yeah, I'm I down think, with that. Yeah, because I think they asked him which lobster he wanted to eat at a restaurant or something, and they were gonna get it. Okay. He's like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, some, I didn't know that. There's a story. Yeah, there's a story with it. That's what I love when I uh, there's I learned about like some deepness to a song that I just yeah. would have never even known about. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, this are some of our songs that we enjoy. Uh, not only on a on a deeper level. Uh, for example, for you, you have you you have this where you could really connect to them. Yeah. Uh, and certainly I feel like for me, I feel like I connect to them, but I'm like, I wish I had written that, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so I think that's really cool, dude. Um, we yeah, uh, kind of had to go in that direction, but just because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a musician or even an aspiring musician. So I, I don't want to write a song, <laughs> but if I were to, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a great feeling to, have an impact on somebody like for, for you know sure. those songs have yeah i'd be really uh, happy about that yeah i feel like we <laughs> could have a few more um projects in the works in the future yeah uh so we'll 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 keep that uh we'll work pick something uh pick another topic and <laughs> roll with it yeah i'm down man we'll see we have red band honestly the whole the whole thing's wide open right now so yeah Totally. Well, you have, you have that pretty big list that you sent me. So, yeah. And like yeah. I told you, at least 90% of those are, are things that I'd be, that would, I'd be into. So cool. maybe even like 95, I think there's only really a few that I, uh, not saying I wouldn't be interested in, but just, I don't have much, yeah. uh, knowledge. Of course that's to be expected. I think the, the, the tougher one that I wanted to explore was, um, new metal, versus the modern rock that's out now that'd be interesting like that'd be interesting like like that's a, kelly you know like okay like demi lovato like the stuff that's out right now that people are yeah like, really enjoying yeah the current uh yeah radio staples i guess yeah say. Like, and they're probably gonna be top 10 20 30 selling albums of, of the year yeah um and 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 compare the two but also be like all right this or that yeah so we'll pick which... funny thing about that is i this modern stuff i i mean I, I i haven't heard most of it but i don't think i'd be into any of it um I, but i will say like i did like at the time when new metal was new i did i was into some of that because you know we were both teenagers right. of course we were into that uh yeah I so think... i i do have some nostalgia for new metal even though i don't really like any of it anymore <laughs> right i still have memories you know i um, i enjoyed the first corn album i liked it at the time the first the i mean the second one too um because it was just i, I liked the first strange. probably three or four at the time yeah, yeah. it was a little so i was in like six six 
sixth grade, I think, when the first album came out. Yeah. Maybe um, even younger than that. 94. The first album came out in 94. Okay, um, 94, I was 12, so I was yeah. probably in probably sixth grade. Yeah, yeah, you were sixth grade, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, it, it would be interesting because I feel like a lot of these guys are just copying pop punk from the early 2000s, and they're making it now. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be willing to say, and I shouldn't make this assumption so early on, but I'd be willing to say most of this stuff is definitely very derivative to the point where yeah. I just probably couldn't even pick anything out of it that I liked. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. But at least we'll at least try to be, I think would be the best way of going about it is looking at the charts Yeah, and see what's hitting. True. And, and then, then comparing that to... Other maybe actually giving it a shot listening to it and trying to give a keep an open mind you know as best as possible <laughs> that's gonna be wrong. all you can do is try i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah hey man it's it's new year new me so we'll see <laughs> yeah that's true i mean i'm always i'm, I'm always down to, to listen to anything and you know at least try to understand right you know? i mean like i said a lot of these bands that i named off off this list of songs most of these i i had no interest in uh 10 years ago right you know that's fucking crazy it's so true yeah yeah our, our tastes change totally yeah and i'm glad that they have because yeah. uh now i have much more music to listen to instead of just the same few genres i think that's you know? a, another important thing i think as a as a person trying to explore other music and 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 make it fun yeah and not still and not not stay stagnant in one yeah style. you have to yeah that's you have so to fun. continue to grow you know yeah that's so fun. i mean if you don't want to you don't want to if you're happy doing what you're doing then that's fine but yeah. i always felt the need to branch out sure same yeah so but i think we'll uh we'll call it here thank you very much for joining uh that metal podcast people can find you again on youtube yep youtube and instagram uh dark hymns from the cold north awesome dude thank you so much for being here i appreciate it yeah it was, it was another fun video or Fuck podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> not video <laughs> <laughs> i'm so used to saying video but know, yeah right? it's not a video <laughs> yeah, yeah man, thank you <laughs> same difference yeah and, yeah right. well, thanks a lot man bye guys Buy the ticket, take the fucking ride. Yes. See ya.